Uh, this is Alexis Sirid from uh, Space Rider, and you're listening to the 11 O'Clock Podcast. Ciao. <laughs> took an extra long pause there on purpose <laughs> you readied yourself I did to make sure my, my buttocks were squared you better ready yourself because we got some some deep diving going on tonight I bet Lieutenant Diane Jason how many comics you read about 3,000 on your crew dude a lot of comics great a lot of, a lot of comics glorious can imagine what did you have your ipad with you and you just loaded it up nice precisely sweet i brought a few brought a few paper book paper comics too because uh you know sometimes you're sitting out in the sun or you're wait you're on the airplane and you got to be in uh takeoff mode so you can't have your device out you know how that goes i get in trouble when i have my device out (laughs) <laughs> it's a small well, device. You can see it though, yeah. Right, it's a it's a mini device, but it's powerful. Packs a lot of, a lot of space. <laughs> it's true. Fold, fold it over. We missed you. We did. Nah, you didn't really though. Yeah, we did. We missed you, but I mean, oh, this is this is all salty and back. shit. Who? You're all like, hey. Well, that's. Hey. I mean, that's nothing. That's a, that's a typical week, boo. You know that. <laughs> I was all like, Vince, okay? Is he waiting? Knobles? Oh, Jesus. Good thing Dap knows your schedule. <laughs> Dap's like, nah, nah, he's here. It was Dorney, number one, not Knobles. You told us Knobles before I left. I did, but you know what? No, that was, I thought, in August, you said. Mm-hmm. She changed it. She like, no, in August, you're going to Mexico. Yes. Right. Me- Mexico. Mexico. I'm going to try and get some guy to go so. get me some old comics. I'm like, here. Here's some money. Go get me some some comics. I want the the raw stuff. Like Tijuana Bibles. The, just make sure the perversas. Sure the, um, if you can find out the Wi-Fi password in the cages before you go, so that we can still record when you're. Uh, oh, sure. You're trying to make it back. Thank you. I'm gonna be a cockfighter. You're you're always a coxman. <laughs> it's true. Oh, I have streams. I have absolutely no follow up for that, other than. Hello, everybody. This is 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 551. And I'm Vince B. Yeah, yeah, you are. I am David A. Price. Indeed, you are. And teleporting to you from the future, I am Trevor Fitzroy. No, you're not. You're Jason Wood, thankfully, back with us after. Thankfully. Thankfully, yes. We missed you. I was alone with that. Y'all did, yeah, what, like eight episodes while I was gone? We sh- No. Every would, day of the week and twice on it, Sunday. It would have been mm-hmm. awesome, but we didn't. We had a little bit of a vacation as well. I mean, still putting out one a week, that's a vacation for us. But, I'm, you know, I'm sure we're going to jam up the, the feed now that you're back because we got to catch up. Got to catch up. But it was great. I'm, I'm sorry I missed Mr. Allison, but uh, he did a fine job in my stead. He did. He did. And the feedback was quite positive as well. He's going to be a regular when we get tired of you. Which is this week, is that? No. I, I give it three. Three weeks. Three weeks. Okay. Come mm-hmm. on. Nah. All right. Sweet. And you know what you're never going to get tired of? Ever? Segways. Saving so much money <laughs> at discount comic book service. 
dcbservice.com. That's dcbservice.com where you can get your books, get them fast, get them delivered right to your door for a mere fraction, a teeny tiny part of the overall whole. Yes, no. Um, The list of specials are up. Jason has not heard these, so I expect a couple of woos in the background when I say them. From Image... It's the first issue of a joint between Scotty Young and Aaron Conley. Jason. Whoop, whoop. It's, all right, I'll accept it. It's right. called Bully Wars, number one. Uh, $3.99 cover price, but Super Smart You is not going to pay anywhere near that. In fact, you're only going to pay half that. You're going to pay $1.99 to bring home the Bully Wars. From Boom... It's the first collected edition of Coda by Simon Spurrier and Matthias Bergara. It collects issues one to four. Do the math. Coda, Coda. Coda is a three ninety nine book. Even at a discount, you're paying two bucks and change for it. You can bring home the first collected edition of Coda for four ninety nine. As I said, it collects four issues. That's half off the respectable nine ninety nine cover price. Boom's doing something very good with this because they know they have a uh, critical and hopefully commercial hit on their hands with this uh, coda. And last but not least, myth, hack, sex symbol, stark raving lunatic. All of these words have been used to describe Antonio Luna, the world's greatest living adventurer, or at least he was until, yes, 20 years ago, when he mysteriously vanished from the public eye. It's Deathbed, written by um, Christopher Sabela, yes, who wrote mm-hmm. this, and um, art by some guy named Riley Rosmo. Word. Amazing. This Word. collects issues one to six. Your price. No, you're not going to pay sixteen ninety nine. Unheard of. You're going to pay half that. $8.49. Why, in Jack Kirby's name, would you go anywhere else to get your comics? No, you can't answer because there is no answer. DCBService.com. Go. That's it. That's all I got. It's a hell of a promo. I miss those promos. I bet. But I'm, I, am, I am thrilled to be back. I did oh, miss you guys. And we're thrilled to have you. Yes. And uh, for those of you that uh, are, are curious, uh, I was on a cruise. Well, first we were in Disney, Disney for three days. Uh, then we were on a cruise with the extended, with my wife's extended family. Uh, it was um, the largest, as it turns out, the largest cruise ship in the world. Didn't know that until we got there. And I was like, God damn, cruise ship's big. And the dude's like, well, that's because it's the largest one in the world. I'm like, all right, then. Um, my verdict sizes and everything. It isn't. No. Uh, my verdict, uh, cruises. Mm, that's probably the last cruise I'm going to be on for a while. If you enjoy eating and drinking, cruises are the bomb. You're exactly right. Yep. That's what everybody tells you before you go on a cruise, and you think they're just saying that, but you're exactly right. Basically, you're, you're trapped in a yeah. little mini hotel for a week or however long you're there, but in our case, a week and you have unlimited food and unlimited drink and not all that much else to do. Yep. Shuffleboard. 
but you don't like that. That's that's ocean <clears throat> curling. I know. We did play shuffleboard. See. Uh, but it was one of those things that <laughs> I would have never done had had it not been just something that was there to do. I, hey, Dad, yeah, you want to play shuffleboard? Were you not trapped? <laughs> Right. Dad, you want to play shuffleboard? All right. Shuffleboard. If, if you needed any further evidence of my being trapped, I watched two complete World Cup soccer games. Holy shit. Exactly. Was there, exactly. Was there nothing else but, on? See, now, if you, had said, if you had said I watched two complete Adam Sandler movies, recent Adam Sandler oh, movies, you gotta go I, I would have. You listened, gotta go I wasn't in prison. Jesus. Uh, well, Vince, I mean, do you already have tickets for Transylvania 3? Shit, yeah. I don't, right. I don't I mean, pre-order tickets. Island. That's insane. I, don't, I can't imagine. I don't pre-order tickets. Like, never. I, I, I never... Well, that, for that, you don't have to. I mean, Wait, you want to hear something jank about movies? Mm. So, last night, I took Colin to see The First Purge. We have movie pass. So, I made, I made the point of taking my wife's phone with me because one of the movie passes and the app is on her phone. One is on mine. Get to the theater... Load up the movie so we can both go in for free. Walk in. There's a little bit of a hubbub, a little, a little like conflagration of people that seem to be a little baffled in front of me. Um, I jump in and say, "What's going on?" Turns out, our theater, something went wrong with the computers, and since they couldn't close for the night, they stayed open even though they couldn't take credit cards. So it was cash only for the night. So like the theater was like there were like four people in the theater because nobody has cash anymore. Like people just walked out. Luckily, I had cash, so I but so I couldn't use the movie pass because of my janky local theater. So did you, did, did you see the movie? Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. now how come you didn't take him to see the the Ant Man thing? Well, first of all, um, if I was going to see Ant Man, it would be with the whole fam. Okay. Second, it was we went to a ten o'clock film, so I couldn't take the whole rest of the fam. And it was a Tuesday night, so it's the Colin and I wanted to see it. No one else in the family wanted to see it. Oh, it was a spur of the moment kind of thing. So, sitting um, now, now subsequent to that, uh, Jackson and Holden have both seen it, man, with their friends. Um, so they they kind of they ditched me, but uh, yeah. but I'll see it. I'll see it. Oh, Dad's going to see it this weekend, right? We're seeing it Friday after work. Go. Yeah, going through the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and the uh, we would have we would have seen it last Friday. Um, they were in the opening full day, but mm-hmm. there's a new addition in the house, so we kind of had to come on. That's what I was going to say. I haven't I haven't been on the air since you procured a new adopted a new member of the family. Yes. Yes, we we uh, we have a new furry bundle of joy in the house who, as of yesterday, weighs a little under four pounds. She's three and change. She is a Morky Poo, uh, which is a Maltese Yorkie Poodle. Never again. Mutt. Um, and uh, it's a um, her, her name is Onyx, and and she yes. um, as long as she stops putting everything. In her mouth. It's been a while since we've had puppies, and and we <laughs> forgot basically some of what um, you, you need to be aware of. And it's we're, we're we're back on the horse and everything. So I mean, it's all it's all good. She's got a little bit of tummy troubles because she likes the cat's food, and so we've had to elevate that. And, and I mean, it, it's all and the 
Sasha likes her food, apparently. In any case, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be able to go to the movies Friday because it's, it's a short day at work for us. We'll hit movies. We'll come back home and chillax for the weekend with, with all the kids. But, um, sticky fingers. I just, I just noticed, uh, there is going to be a 10 episode event for the purge on TV. Yes. And they, in a, in a rare case of smart cross marketing, they advertised the television show right before the movie and right after. Huh? Very smart. That is, is it, is it like the, the future stories of the purge or is it take place after the first? Purge? <laughs> I, I, I'm not exactly sure. The, okay. But I, I believe, based on the way the commercial read, it's what happens after the first one. Okay. Um, I, I presume this is not a film you're going to see. This doesn't seem like something that's up your alley. Dad. No, none of every. Yeah, no, the none of the the. I mean, I, I appreciate the cast in the first one because sure. you had Cersei, you had Ethan Hawke, oh, yeah. and and you and and. Uh, Dude, Marissa and, Tomei's and, in this. And Omar. Oh no! Shit. Yeah. Um, Have you seen them, Vince? But I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, no. I dig. Yeah, it's it's it. For me, it's just like the Saw movies. It, it's like torture porn, and 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 there are some things where um, that happened in the Purge, where it's like, I I enjoy movies to like escape from real life, and mm-hmm. and there are things that happen in these movies that that kind of remind me of things that could actually fucking happen in real life. So I kind of. Stay away from. It. I don't need anybody to get any more ideas. But um, yeah, well, th- this one. I know that there's an audience for. It. This is kind of like the Fast and the Furious franchise in the sense that uh, the films have gotten progressively better. The first one was a straight out schlock torture porn horror film, and mm-hmm. the then it's progressively gotten to be more like a real film, um, and and this one really is ninety nine percent action film. One percent horror. It's it's not really a horror film of any kind. Um, okay. So uh, yeah, but but it's 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 also effective because and by design certainly um, the 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 narrative behind the purge has become ever more increasingly something we could envision happening over the over the years since the first one was released. So it 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 adds an element of ickiness to it of unsettled, you know, it makes you more unsettled because when the first one came out, it just seemed absurd, but now <laughs> it doesn't seem all that far off no, from no, something no. that could happen. And, and this film was essentially how it got started, which is that in a few years, the economy goes to hell in a handbasket. Um, people are very unhappy and a new party arises and that party, um, under the, uh, Direction of Marissa Tomei, who's a scientist, uh, so you know, sociologist, uh, tries out what will then become the Purge, and, and it all takes place in Staten Island. And oh. Staten Island is, is is essentially the test case for the Purge, and uh, and and things go awry as one might expect in a movie like the Purge. It was good though. It was so weird though seeing Marissa Tomei because. Uh-huh. It was all no names, essentially, young actors, uh, and then suddenly she's like the evil scientist woman. It, it was bizarre. I guess she needed the paycheck. It just seems odd for her to, to do a, a random. 
it, it's weird that they didn't publicize her as part of the film right. to help sell it. Yeah. But, you know, Vince, you kind of poo pooed. You don't you don't like the Bloomhouse stuff? No, no. Why though? Mm. I don't know. I just don't have an interest in it. I just figured it's, there was never uh, never such a thing as a horror movie you wouldn't give a look at. Uh, I don't. I can't say that I've even seen any of them. Maybe mm. I've I've definitely seen the trailers and just thought, yeah, whatever. It doesn't seem like something I want to see. Um, if it doesn't have some kind of a fantastic element to it, yes, it's speculative fiction about the future and society, and it just doesn't interest me. I don't really care if these people beat the shit out of each other or kill each other. I don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's just whatever. But if you have, like, giant rats doing it, then maybe I'll watch it. Right. You know, it's just I need some kind of a fantastic spin to, to get me there. Mm-hmm. And and we need some kind of fantastic spin on the libations for this episode because I think we're straying a bit. You've forgotten sure. how to do it, so tell us what you're drinking. <laughs> yes, because we've never we've never uh, waxed. We've never gone off on tangents. Uh, Start the show. Uh, I am drinking H two O. What? listen man i just spent 10 days where i ingested probably eight thousand calories a day i'm 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 in a bit of a detox here trying to how big of a glass of dihydrogen oxide are you drinking it is it is one of those giant oversized plastic cups so it's probably two pints wow you can turn into peepee man before the end of the show yes yes peepee max But you, Vince? PP Manuel, I am finishing off the gnarly head Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh, if you hear my little pitter patter of footsteps at any time during this episode, that means I'm going upstairs to get the dark horse and pop it open. Nice. I only have one glass of the. Huh? It's dark horse. It just says dark horse. I will be more specific when I get the bottle. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate that. What are you um, drinking? Well, this this kicks off my um, hopefully not too lengthy thank you segment of the episode. Uh, I am drinking Decoy from Sonoma County, Pinot Noir. Now, I don't generally um, drink the Pinots, but uh, this was sent to me by Mr. Cameron Hathaway, and I want to thank him so much for that. I Decoy is a brand is 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 a um, it's a vineyard I've been eyeballing for a while. I, I every time I pick up a bottle, I, I tend to end up getting something I'm more familiar with. So um, I I like this. I'm not a big Pinot drinker, but but this is is really really good. So I thank him for the uh, the wine and for the awesome card that uh, came with the wine. Also in the box. And I don't know if this was something that the company threw in or if 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 Cameron actually tossed this in as well. But it's a it's one of the small little um, whatever the hell they are, however many ounces that you get at the um, on an airplane or at the liquor store uh, behind the counter. But it's it's a Dewar's White Label uh, blended Scotch, which I'm not going to open tonight. I just wanted to make sure I got the right label. I also have a thank you. Um, continuing from Cameron, he sent a box of uh of of books of trades of of uh of a few things that i've never heard of or seen before 
and and I'm really looking forward to um, reading some of them, including well, he, he also gave me um, Marine Man, which I own and haven't gotten around to reading. So I will be paying it forward on that one. That that'll end up in a in a patron's package. Uh, but they are also I've, I've noticed they are autographed that he picked up at conventions over um, over the years. So uh, thank you very much, Cameron, for that. And another thank you. Hold on. And the way Cameron actually, let me just. I don't want to short shrift it. Like I kind of did Clayton. Um, which I still have to thank him for. Strange Ways. Um, like I said, Marine Man. Home After Dark, a novel by David Small, author of Stitches. And Mike's Place, a true story of love, blues, and terror in Tel Aviv by Jack Baxter, Joshua Fodem, and Corin Shadmi. And for Mr. Christopher Hubble, uh, this was hella cool. I remember this being solicited. I never pulled the trigger on it, but it is from Boom Studios. Philip K. Dick, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, a graphic novel, the inspiration for Blade Runner, the 50th anniversary, celebrating an American classic. Of course, they mean the source material. Uh, This looks absolutely stunning, so thank you very much for that, Uh, Christopher. I was very very blessed this week with uh with the goodies and I, I don't know if if i had a new mail carrier or if this was delivered to another home but the books from uh cameron were not by the mailbox or where vince on my front stoop they were down the the walkway next to my driveway for some reason so Yikes. either someone didn't feel like walking the whole way or um or like i said there's a new mail person delivering some boxes, but um, it's fine. It was left overnight. It's all good. Everything is is, is intact in there. Um, and as far as books go, we'll we'll touch on the uh, July book of the month before we get before we wrap up the episode. I don't want to go too long since I think Vince might have a thank you. I do, and it's uh, also Cameron Hathaway sent me a box nice. of, a box of books. And he, he wrote me a nice little note here, and uh, he said, Vince, thank you so much for the years of great recommendations and an endless stream of entertainment. My daily commute is about an hour and a half, both ways. Both ways, yeah. So I consume hour, the club, brother. hours of podcasts yep. every week. When a new episode of EOC is released, I smile knowing I'm in good company per the next three hours. I've included a few comics you might enjoy. Hell yes, brother. And so he was driving down Sensible Street, the entire note, and then this is where he just swerves off into Crazy Town, where he says, except for Holy Terror, I just wanted to be rid of it. So he he sent me, he sent me Kafka-esque by Peter Cooper, Uh um, a Steve Bissett signed book plate. Uh, Oh, I got a Stan Sakai signed book plate. Cool. A folder... The the virulent vessels of vesicating vices. By, it's the author is Henry Dumas, and there's a bunch of books in here. It's amazing. Just, I mean, this is my speed. This is a numbered edition. He sent me a gold key Grimm's Ghost Stories, which I did not have and is always welcome in my house, and 
by David Genshi, the out erotic, out erotic space, and it is very suggestive things going on in space, mm-hmm. in color, and it's wordless, uh, giant space debris um, intersecting with other giant space debris, some of which are pink, and they are doing things that look very, very fun in space. It's dirty. Wow. How did he know that I would love that? Well, because he listens to the show. Now, he sent yeah, me a, uh, a direct message on um, Facebooks, and he said, Yo, Vince, um, can I have everybody's address? And I was like, you know what? I love you, and I'm glad, and I, I love you for doing this, but I don't want to give out those the, the addresses because maybe they and we've i know we've i know grown. but i just said i just said you we've better definitely. hit but no let me i'm going somewhere with this i said i, I know okay. you know let hit them up it's cool i i don't see why they wouldn't but and when he said i got something for you i'm like oh because he wrote the introduction for a book that i've been eyeballing uh from hollow press for quite a while it's it's a giant collection of uh, Tetsunori uh, Tawaiara's art and comics, and I didn't buy it. And he did the intro for it, so I'm thinking, oh, he's going to see, uh, yeah, but no, he didn't. But that's okay, because, <laughs> because, now, <laughs> because now it'll make me buy it. It'll make me buy it. It's not expensive either, but it's in freaking euros. I don't like dealing with euros. He must I, I should I should say that um, I am ninety nine percent sure that uh, that uh, Cam sent me uh, beverages and book as well, uh, but I admittedly have been deluged with the uh, the work since returning from the vacay, <laughs> and walked into the house about three minutes before we started to show up. So it's sitting downstairs. I'm pretty sure because he said to expect it that it is what it is, but I haven't had a chance to open it to see what it is to properly thank him, so I will do that next week. You know what you're going to do right now? What's that? Being that you were absent, you're going to tell us what you read. My dude. I am your dude. That is true. The best part of the vacay was the ability to read a crap ton of comic. Um, I didn't do a count, but I read a ton of stuff. And the nice thing about that is when you read a ton of stuff, it's easier to carefully ignore the stuff that wasn't that hot. Right. And then focus on the stuff that was. Uh, So I'm going to first give a shout out. I want to pull the book out because I want to make sure I give it the props. This is one of the physical books I brought, and it's a book that we did briefly mention in our Heroes Con recap uh, because I procured it from uh, our buddy Chris Pitzer at Ad House. We were chatting him up, and I was looking at his table and thought that I owned everything that Ad House had put out in recent years, uh, but then I came across a blue hardcover book with a awesome red spot varnish hero wielding a sword with metallic silver inlaid uh, text header 
uh, and it was uh, Gigant, like giant with an extra G, Gigant by Rune Ryberg and Vince Express Jealousy uh, in my having a copy of this book. It's a, it's a Dutch book, or rather, I'm sorry, uh, forgive me, it's a Danish book um, that uh, Chris brought over to the U.S. of A. Uh, and it is an absolute trip, and Vince, you should be jealous because you will love it. If you don't buy it yourself, I will gladly hand you my copy to read once we next get together. But um, <laughs> I can forget to give it back, like forever. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Um, the first thing I'll say about the book is that uh, the artistic style is wonderfully distinctive. Um, it's the way um, I'm trying. I was trying to think of how to how to describe it to people that are hearing me and not seeing it. But it's uh, the characters are very thin and skinny from a anatomical perspective. So long, skinny arms and legs um, with, with giant blocky heads. So the, the hero of the story has got almost a rectangular head with a very giant nose and his eyes are super far apart. Um, but it works. It works. It's, it's, it's unique. It looks almost cartoony, um, but like in a boxy kind of abstract cartoony way, not, not in a, a conventional you know, pretty, if you will, uh, cartoon. But in essence, um, dude is is trying to get his groove on. Uh, first of all, he's a motor, he's a biker, kind of a cool dude. He's 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 uh, chilling in uh, with his lady love in the forest. Pops the bub or some kind of wine. He's making his move. Uh, she's chatting him up, and uh, all of a sudden the ground starts to shake, and this gigantic green gelatinous monster with hundreds of red evil eyes and 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 teeth and a mouth kind of like a giant creature from the sarlacc pit uh pops out of the ground and eats his girlfriend just eats her straight up and he's like well shit so you would think does he uh does he try and rescue her hell no he makes a beeline for his motorcycle and he rolls and then the monster the eyes start popping out of the body and they, they're like corporeal. The, the, the connective tissue of the optic nerves act as feet and they start flying after running after him. Um, and he is, uh, trying to make his escape when suddenly a, uh, a magic ax appears and he grabs the ax and somehow the ax transforms in his hand into a sword and the sword is essentially all powerful he can use it to fly uh he can use it to needless to say fight the monster um it's one hell of a it's one hell of a sword and he uh he vanquishes the the beast but then he gets sort of warped into a uh, this is i should say this is an abstract book it's not necessarily linear (laughs) he gets gets warped into a cave (laughs) And there's this 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 uh, spaceman, but the spaceman's face is all melty, and he looks almost like a cadaver. But uh, but it's clear that at one point he was he was a human, and he's explaining to him sort of that he's embroiled in this quest now, uh, and it goes on from there. But basically, it's a giant fantasy adventure, um, one man's heroic journey uh, on a quest to figure out uh, you know his purpose in life, and uh, he fights all manner of fantastic creatures. Uh, it's it's like sort of if you take Paul Pope and you mash up psychedelic color uh, color schemes 
um, and throw in a little bit of, uh, like I said, bakshi, and you get you get Runeberg stuff. So um, it, it's a heroic journey, and he has to uh, fight at one point uh, a gigantic Bart Sears oversized version of himself from another dimension that uh, that that cries lava. I mean, it's 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 fucking out there. It's it's crazy. But uh, it's crazy in a great way. It's 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 one of those books that we every now and then we'll mention a book and we'll say you, it, it it reminds us that comics should be ridiculous. And uh, in fact, I think one of my co-hosts may have had a column for a few months that uh, something <laughs> along those lines. But but column, but it, but to that point, comics should be ridiculous. And this was a ridiculous comic. Uh, probably I I don't have an exact page count because it's not in the book, but I'm guessing it's about 120, 130 pages of story. And then there's some pretty cool back matter in terms of the making of it, the inspiration panel layouts, character designs, that sort of thing. But it, it's a terrific little package. Um, you can go to adhousebooks.com, which is a D H O U S E B O O K S.com, uh, and pick up a copy. Uh, or if you see Chris at a con, you should definitely grab it. But, uh, it was neat, man. It was, it was, uh, you know, just one of those little things that have existed and I had no idea they existed. And, uh, we like to think we know everything, about comics because we do pay a lot of attention to it. But uh, in spite of, of doing previews episodes and doing the show and having a ridiculous regime pile in a comic book room and going to cons, there's still great little gems that come out and completely miss your, your attention until years later. So yeah. this was one of them. So gigant G I, I might not even be saying it right, but it's G I G A N T. I presume Gigant is the way you'd say it. And uh, it's uh, it, by its own description, it's a color-saturated, action-packed fantasy comedy. And uh, and that, that's about right. I'm looking at the, the PDF preview that Chris um, has on the Ad House website, and I feel stupid that I don't own this. It's great, man. It's, like, it's, yeah, how it's totally how do we miss these things? I know. Well, and, and we do give Ad House the love, and... Chris is very selective with what he puts out. He doesn't put out what more than maybe three books a year, give no. or take on average, three, four, maybe. So, so I don't know. Just fell fell through the cracks, man. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna change that. I'm gonna fix yeah. that. That's what I'm gonna say. Yeah, yeah, fixing to do that. Do it. So what else? You want me to keep going? All right, yeah, um, if you wanna. Well, a book that I don't know why it took me so long to finish. And I'm pretty sure you are both in the same camp and have yet to finish it. But on my vacation, I finished uh, Matt Kent's Department H. Nice. Ooh. I I am correct that neither of you have finished it, correct? Correct. Right. Yes. Cool. So so I'm not gonna. It, it's a for for those that don't remember. It's been a while since we talked about it. Uh, after Matt wrapped up Mind Management, he and he says this in the back matter. He wanted to tell a different type of story. So he sought to tell a more contained one-room drama, meaning, uh, for those that don't know what I mean, a one-room drama is a play uh, where, uh, or, or a, a written story, a prose, where, where most of the action, if not all of the action, ha- happens in a singular room. So by, by, that, by the nature of that, it's a, a, a character-driven story. It's essentially um, not much action. Uh, now, now this... Now, Matt, being the insanely talented creator that he is, his version of a one-room drama is not most people's in that Department H is a locked-room murder mystery, but it's set in a high-tech 
base deep in the bottom of the ocean. And the woman sent to solve the mystery is the daughter of the of the former head of the department and the, the base who was the one that was murdered. And she gets down there and it's and it's locked room because one of the handful of people that are on the base would clearly had to have been the murderer. Uh, they all have motive, but they all have reasons not to have done it because they uh, it's a, they, they all have love hate relationships with the deceased uh, as well as 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 sorted past with her. And, uh, you know, we've talked about this book, but it, it, it goes through. There's a lot of machinations. There are powers that be that are trying to keep her from solving the murder. Potentially, she happens to have a photographic memory, uh, which Matt does a, a fantastic work bringing that visually into the story. And for some reason, maybe because I didn't want it to end, I hadn't read the conclusion of it. Uh, then we saw Matt at Heroes and talked a little bit about his next couple of projects. And I had realized at the time, man, I've, I've yet to finish it. So I, I sought to do that and because in, in deference to you two not, not having finished it yet, I, I won't get into the, to the, to the meat of it as to the whodunit or how it concludes. But I will say a few things. One, it, uh, no surprise because Matt is incomparably talented. Um, it's an incredibly satisfying end. We do find out who, who done it. It, uh, it, it, it makes sense, of course, because it's Kent. Everything makes sense. He carefully plots everything. Um, it was um, intriguing to the very end. Um, he leaves us the potential for future stories, although I don't think that is in the offing anytime soon. And uh, all along the way, we get incredible Matt Kent-style deep sea visuals uh, and some space visuals as well thrown in. But uh, I, I loved it. I loved it. it I, I don't know what I've ever read of Matt's that I didn't love, but uh, it just amazes me that, that in 24 issues at the end of it, he talks about how he wanted to take a break after mind management and do a, a smaller, more intimate book. And it just cracks me up that, that this complex murder mystery and that took 24 issues is his version of, of taking it easy. Um, but, uh, the dude is like a hyper planner, you know, one of those guys that you can picture having 75 things on a wall with, with, with yarn attached red, to make sure. Off yes. Yeah. Um, but it's great. I mean, I would, I would go much deeper and talk about the whodunits and what I thought of it, but I, I, I will not do that for now. Uh, perhaps if you guys ever get around to finishing it, we can all regale in, in the, uh, the murder mystery. But, uh, but, but for those that, um, haven't read it yet you should do so. And, and there are, I think two, yeah, there are two hardcovers that collect the whole thing. And, uh, that would be my preferred way to go. Cause the, the Matt can hardcovers always look so good on the shelf. Um, but, uh, yeah, and I double dipped. So perhaps a, a, a patron may receive the issues at some point in the, uh, next few months because I'm gonna keep the hardcovers. Nice. I'm going to ask your opinion and um, information on something that I did not investigate because uh, I didn't have the time. I neither had the time nor the inclination to investigate mm. it further. So I'm going to ask both of you because I know it's a big deal, or at least it's it's a carefully manufactured big deal. Uh, the, I know. Yeah. This this die 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 thing by Chris Burnham and yes. Robert Kirkman. Mm -hmm. What's the deal? And Gimple. Oh, who did? Who, was that Gimple? Yeah, yeah, he's he's um he's credited as um bringing the plot. Oh, okay. 
So let me see what I know. They dumped a certain amount of comics, copies of this thing that was unsolicited in the laps of comic shop owners. Correct. And that's it. So, yeah, they, they, the way it worked, as I understand it, is uh, before it, well, before we talk about the issue itself, I will say that the idea behind the issue, I got mad props for. Huge props for the idea, which is Kirkman believes that we're at a point where with solicits and a million websites all posting their solicits and social media, it is very hard to excite the direct market these days. And I don't disagree. And surprise them. But yeah, yeah, and surprise absolutely. them. I mean, we're certainly a part of that. I, I don't disagree. It's, it's difficult in the direct market today to not know what you're buying ahead of time. You may not know what's in there, but you, you, you get a sense of it. So I'm with him there. So he, he wanted to do something different. And the only way he thought to do that was to, in essence, put out a comic that got no hype, no image press, no solicit, no previews, no nothing. And the, way to, the only way you can do that, because the direct market relies on pre-orders, is just send shops copies. So what what he did, from what I understand, is he sent um, uh, whatever the orders for um, his his other creator owned work uh, of the moment, whatever his Oblivion song, whatever a store ordered for issue number one of Oblivion song, he sent an equivalent number of copies to that store of Die Die Die, Gra- gratis. That's great. Which is pretty cool. I mean, that's that's cool. I mean, it's, it's basically handing, handing profits to to can, store. Yeah. Right can now. I can I be the dissenter? Sure. This doesn't benefit the direct market. It benefits the shop owners because how many of these guys are going to actually put these up for sale? They're going to put them on eBay, or they're gonna they're gonna inflate the price and put it on on the wall. These are not going to find their way into average, everyday Wednesday guys. They're, it's just not. I mean, if I, it is, then I got to give props. Yeah, to I, can't, the- I can't say one or the other to that. I mean, I know Midtown put them on the shelf. Uh, I know that. I know. Speaking Flip of our sponsor, okay, your big Comic your service. big stores, your big stores are probably going to sell them yeah. legit. But right. the smaller ones, or that your are, regular customers, things like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But um, so if diamonds, if diamond sends you a bunch of books. And you obviously have to make the phone call, and you're like, well, hey, what's going on here? Unless there wasn't a note in, mm-hmm. involved in it. You call Diamond. They say, oh, no, 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 those are free. Those are for you. That's a, there's a very specific print run of this book that we just gave to you. The majority of the shop owners that are not Midtown and not DCBS are probably going to put them on, on eBay. It's it's just well, a fa- be it's just a fact I of life. I honestly hadn't thought of that. So as, yeah. as people listen to this, let us know if you tried to get a copy from your LCS and what happened. Because Maybe I'm just a cynical old shit, but well, I don't, I don't know. I will tell you that um, it's credit to our, our our sponsors and friends at Discount Comic Book Service because they sent an alert out today saying that they did receive, of course, an allocation uh, unexpectedly, and they basically are doing first come first serve. You can buy it for the, the typical DCBS price. Um, Good on them. And they were going to only limit it to one per customer. Good on them. Which was cool. And the other thing they did with this, and it even makes it more remarkable that they kept it a complete secret, I believe there are 10 different covers to it. Jesus, give me And they just they, they distributed it randomly in that regard as well. Now, that probably does speak to your point, Vince. 
multiple covers usually are the kind of things that LCSs yeah. flip or put on eBay. Um, so, but again, I, I don't want to. I, I like no, the let's, idea. Let's keep of it upbeat. Yeah, okay. yeah. I like the idea of it. I think it was a, a, a clever, too late, a clever ploy because it probably got more press today than it ever would have if it was just solicited as Kirkman's next book. Because right, right now he's got four. This would be his fourth book that he's got coming out right now. Um, so would it really have been that big of a deal? Uh, describe and it. I, I well. No, it, since since this was a surprise, and anybody who was able to get a copy, um, when it comes, I, I don't. I'm guessing if people need to, unless there's going to be like a, an image plus supplement between now and and the next time previews comes out, I there's going to have to be a couple month lag for people to order the second issue if if they re- if they're able to read the first issue and they do want to order it. I don't know if they're going to drop the second issue unexpectedly. Know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, that I don't know. Nope. Yeah, you're a good point. I have no idea about that. That's probably true. Um, and I'm wondering, because I'm going through my emails now, you ordered Oblivion Song number one, right? Yes. So I'm wondering if you got the email because, and since they allocated it to stores that ordered that since dcbs knows you ordered the first issue because i didn't i didn't get an alert i didn't either die 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 no space oh interesting oh okay so maybe that is part of it yes i i received an email from the customer service that said hi this week we received a surprise book from robert kirkman called die 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 number one a limited number of copies were received so we've added the item to the site for purchase the title is one per customer and any orders placed above will be adjusted back to one before fulfillment once the copies are sold out, it will be removed from the website. If you'd like to purchase a copy, here's the link to do so. Hmm. So, I wonder how many copies it would have um, garnered had it been solicited. Probably less than what they gave away. I'm guessing. Probably. Yeah. Well, I don't yeah. know because it is it is a first issue. It's Kirkman and it's Burnham. Is Burnham really a big draw anymore? Now I'm not being. Yeah, I, was gonna I'm, say, I, I, I love Burnham. Asked. We love him, and I love yeah, Kirk, I think he's great. I, I, think he's, I, I, I mean, I. I would argue he and he and uh, Grant Morrison's book together, Na- Nameless, where that's what it's called, Nameless, yeah, yeah, was probably the least hyped, least commercially successful book Morrison's done in a decade. So I, yeah. I don't. Well, I don't know about that. He's doing some weird stuff for um, the. Oh, I'm not including like the magazine stuff, the India the, stuff, the yeah, India yeah. Authentic or whatever it is, right. Um, now the book was described, they self-described as a blood-soaked, no-holds-barred, action-packed, irreverent story about a secret cabal within the U.S. government that uses a series of targeted assassinations to covertly stop evildoers. Now I've been talking a lot, so maybe I will. I'll come back and give my thoughts, but maybe I'll hand it off to the DAP, who also read it, to see if he cares to share any views on the book itself. Okay, so I, Kirkman's a, a tough sale for me. Um, <laughs> it's true. Ad- admittedly, I mean, I... I you only I, read this because I told you it was... Right, and, and I had no idea what it was about. Um, so I figured, you know, it's it's been a while since... I mean, I... Chris Burnham is is, is a cool dude. I Because of... of um, because it was Damien... In the Batman and Robin book, you know, I didn't read a lot. I haven't read a ton of Burnham's or Officer Down. You know, there are certain things I've picked up along the years, but for the most part, you know, I'll, I'll see a book that that Chris is drawing, 
and I might check it out, flip through it, or, or be curious about it. But it doesn't mean it's going to make it onto my into my shopping cart. In any case, um, because of all the the brouhaha and and, and Jason kind of nudged, it wasn't something I was planning on reading. But since it's a fast read, you did. I figured, <laughs> what the hell? It is a fast read. Uh, it's it is it, as the cover states. It's it's blood soaked, bullet riddled, ultra violent mayhem from Skybound, and it really is. Um, if, if you like, uh, hard boiled, you'll probably enjoy this. It's, um, there, there are some scenes, some pages where Burnham's got the, the Frank quietly thing going on, but there are pages where it reminds me of Derek Robertson. Agreed. There's one page in particular where uh, we don't like to admit it, but this is an evil world where evil people do evil shit all the time. That whole page, I read that in the tone of the guy who narrates the intro to the A team. That that just sounded like it's it's you know. So when you're in trouble and you need and it's the, none of the characters are likable. So I mean, there's this is the, it has a lot against it from the start, but then as the pages continue, uh, as I get through the through through the issue. And I'm introduced to other characters. It's it just it keeps getting harder for me to uh, just kind of kick back and and enjoy it for lack of a better word. There, this this to me as I'm reading it and I finish this I finish this issue. This kind of felt like a one-off, a, a, a spoof or a parody where this is, this is the kind of book that, that, that Kirkman and Burnham would want to do, or, you know, this is just something they, it was a free comic book day or, or just, just a one shot that they wanted to do where, Hey, imagine it like 1963, where it's like the first issue of something that you'll never see another issue of again. And it, it, like an it was down weird when I, yeah, it's just, it's, it's definitely, um, it's when I finished it, it at no point. I mean, yeah, the, the, the last page is kind of a neat hook, uh, especially when the story starts the, the Tom Cruise dude running away is, is, you know, you think he's, he's the hero of the tales, just, just like Southern bastards, but you, you read it and you're like, okay, well, you know, he's kicking everybody's ass. This is, I, I see who, you know, we're supposed to be rooting for. And, and that's when the dialogue was, was, was kind of difficult to, to get through. Sometimes the, um, the the action seemed very um fast and furious or even mission impossible like where it's just okay well that i i don't care what kind of acrobats you do that that that's that's not going to happen so it it's it's all very extreme and 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 so unrealistic but then things happen to this dude and you're like okay well then i i guess not we got you know we got the big swerve and and then you're introduced to other characters who are just completely unlikable it's listen i i know i this is definitely like i said in the facebook group this is going to scratch the itch for some people and that's cool and you have this and and that's great and 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 whether you 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 like dudes with 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 body parts getting sliced off or or you like people who are rude and crude and say things that you know you wouldn't say so in front wait, of other people is it prison pit offensive or is it no it, it's 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 no. more like um like warren ellis uh Derek robertson like the boys oh 
Okay. Or Garth in there, but yeah. Or, or, um, or, or, not Warren. I'm sorry. I, yeah, yeah but it's definitely yeah, it, yeah. It, it. Yeah, that that that's good actually. It, it, it's something that reminds me of that Avatar would put out. Just it, to, just kind of for, for a lot of shock value. It's just like you know they they really there's a lot of red in this in this book. Right. Like it's um, like somebody loses his nose. And like mm. they like you know, uh, it, 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 I, I don't want to. I'll 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 speak when step's done. I don't want to cut him off. No, it's it's that's that's you know it's it is a quick read. Things move along at a pretty quick place. There's nothing that really, um, you know. I mean, after all the violence, I I dug the um, the. the there, there, there's a character in here who's kind of pulling all the strings. Um, she's a, uh, I believe she's a Senator. Uh, yes. Um, Senator Lipschitz, when she's explaining the way things should play out, uh, because they're, they're trying to, uh, rake things in their favor. And, uh, in order to do that, you have to make sure all the dominoes fall in a certain way. And, you know, she, you, you see panel by panel how, how things map out and, and whether you can just go ahead and kill this person. No, you can't just do that because it'll make them a martyr. So you have to, like, you know, look for other ways to to manipulate them. Okay, well, maybe, you know, mom's in a nursing home. Well, okay, well, that that's just cruel. Maybe the person taking care of mom has a problem that we need to exploit. And and the way that all kind of mapped out, I thought that was, that was neat. Um, once you get through that, another character comes in. And you know he's 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 the gruff dude, no nonsense, just says whatever's on his mind, and 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 that's fine. And and it's, so it's another character you can kind of follow because once he leaves her office and he goes to meet someone else, so it's it it's a I guess I'll say it's it's a well told issue, um, but there's just between the two covers, there's just a lot here that it's it's um it's it's not my cup, and and that's so it's it's cool that it's available, it's cool that it's out there for people to check out, uh, like. Since I mean I, I think that's great when you mention the boys. If if you're missing the boys, you'll probably really dig this. And and that's if if it's got creators on it that you're going to dig, then definitely um, check it out. But uh, I I read the first issue and I think that's all I'm going to read. I would politely veer a little bit from your view of things. Um, okay. I agree with a lot of what you're saying, but it's the conclusion that I disagree with. I joked on oh. our Facebook group about this, that, um, that, uh, you know, there are often, well, not often, but every now and then there are films that don't have reviews before they're released because the mm-hmm. studios won't let reviewers preview them. And 99 times out of a hundred, that's because they suck and the studio knows it. Now I don't think that's what happened here, but I made the joke that it's kind of like what it felt like. Um, <laughs> I, I, where I disagree with you is, and maybe it's because I am a big fan of the boys read every issue. Um, right. I felt oh, I love like, the boys too. Okay. I felt like this was Kirkman trying to do Ennis. Um, I can see that. All right. And, and, and not successfully. So it, it, it read like an homage. Like I could almost feel him sitting at his writing desk saying, what would Garth do on this page? I could be totally off. And Kirkman has written, made tens of millions of dollars writing comics. So I think he probably knows a lot more about writing comics than I ever will. But it just felt like that to me. This felt like him stepping out of his, 
comfort zone, which I, I applaud. I'm all for creators stretching themselves, but it it made me want to. Um, it 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 made me thankful that Jimmy's Bastards exists. Like that's right. my follow on to the boys, you know. Um, and yeah, Bur- Burnham's visually well suited for this book. This is his kind of style. No complaints there. But I too don't expect that this will be a priority for me. I, I don't envision clamoring to read the second issue. Uh, now we are, as our listeners probably know by now, we are provided. Uh, review copies of, of image books usually I mean this was different because they surprise everybody um, although Kirkman's are often not included in that unless you request them so I don't think I'm going to reach out to image proactively to ask for review copies of this um, but your mileage may vary if, if, if it's quite possible if you read this it will be in your mind exactly like or of the same ilk of of, of the boys or something like that and and it will scratch that. It's like David said. For for me, this felt like a uh, an unsuccessful attempt at that genre versus a uh, uh, a part of that genre. So so I'm out. Hmm. I'm torn. I, I do like Chris Burnham's work. I I buy it whenever it's available. I don't need another Robert Kirkman comic in in my house. So. I probably will look at it. I probably mm-hmm. will not read it. How about okay. That? Yeah. Yeah. It just, there you go. Um, but I did read a lot of something Ooh, for, for this episode. Um, yes, you did. Not in number, in pages. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, this was the first. DCBS box in which I received not one, not two, but three books bearing the involvement of one Go Nagai. And if you don't know who Go Nagai is, he is the Japanese Jack Kirby. Without question. The closest thing Japan has ever produced to a Jack Kirby. Do you know who Go Nagai is? Uh, what characters Gona Guy created? No. Well, there's a lot of them. Okay. Devil Man, Mazinger, uh, Violence Jack, Cutie Honey, UFO Robot, Grandizer, Getter Robo. He created some of the greatest villains ever in uh, Garada K7 and Douglas M2. You've seen. Um, what do they call Mazinger? Oh, Transor Z. When it was when it was out here. Oh, okay. It, it, okay. The concept of a human being entering a giant mech. Gonagai pioneered that. With had he not done it, it would have fallen to someone else to do it. But he was the first. He was the first that did that. So all of the Gundams. And the the Power Rangers and all of the the little human being in a giant mech that owes everything to Gonagai. And isn't uh, I haven't read it, but from what I know of, like that cutie honey, isn't that kind of the uh, precursor to the Sailor Moon and all that too? No, cutie honey is well. See, Nagai is. 
very enamored with the female form. Mm-hmm. There are mechs in Mazinger Z. There are female constructed mechs where their boobs shoot out as rockets. Um, Cutie Honey is more often than not nude. And her arms or legs are positioned in very advantageous ways to blot out the genitalia, you know. But um, the guy loves his women. I mean, look at Devil Man. The I've talked about Devil Man before, and I'm going to do it more now. The the main antagonist in much of the the Devil Man mythology is Serene, and she's a harpy, and she's always nude. She's always nude, right? And that's just um, going. The guy did a version of Devil Man called Devil Man Lady. And she was nude. You know, the Japanese don't have as many hang-ups about nudity as, as we Westerners do. Um, they have other hang-ups, but, you know, that'll we'll get into that later. Um, but the nudity is very, very frequent in Gonagai's books, such as the one I want to talk about first, first of two. Don't all clamor for the fast-forward button. Um, all of these books were produced by the manga publisher to watch these days, Seven Seas Entertainment. They are publishing the books that I want to read. Your mileage may vary. Take that as you will. Um, Devil Man vs. Hades, Volume 1, written by Go Nagai, illustrated by Team Moon. Now, what this is... It's not new. It was released in 2012. But there's something very special about that year because it is the 40th anniversary of Gonagai's two most famous creations, Devilman, naturally, and Mazinger Z, or in this case, Great Mazinger. 40 years old. What Devilman versus Hades is, it's a crossover. It's a crossover nice. between Devilman and Mazinger. Hades is not a Devilman villain, as you would, exp- you know, you would think. Hades, Devilman, he's got to be the, the big, big bad. Nope. Hades is a Mazinger villain, as is Doctor Hell. There, there are things at work in in this volume that are going to bring the two creations together. Now, this happened once before. In 73, there was a movie, Mazinger Z versus Devilman. It's not considered canon, but it's awesome, and you can get it. You can watch it. It's an amazing piece of animation, but it's, it's, not, it's not in the books. It doesn't count. I don't, it does for me, but many fans believe it's non-canon. So a little bit of backstory going into this first volume. It, it puts a new spin on the Devil Man mythology, it's still a Kirafudo possessed by the demon Amon, aka Devil Man. Devil Man is still in love with Mickey Makamura. Unlike a typical demon, Devil Man allies himself with Mickey and humanity in, instead of the demons. Like he just destroys his own kind to save these little, this little handful of humans with whom he's grown fond. Um, but 
humanity eventually turns on Devil Man, and Mickey and her family are killed, and Devil Man freaks the fuck out. <laughs> he goes absolutely yes. He's mad. He goes. See, the, absolutely, dog, the dog heard that. The dog knows. He he goes absolutely crazy and just destroys all of humanity in response. Kills everybody. He eventually learns that Satan, of course, was the mastermind behind Mickey's death. So he amasses an army to bring it to the devil. He's going to take it. He's going to kill him, beat the shit out of him. Unfortunately, Devil Man's army is defeated. And he makes himself scarce for a while. And that's where this first volume opens. When the book starts, Devil Man has passed between the realms. He's gone from the the earthly realm to the underworld. Demons can't do this on their own. Something the garden variety demon can't isn't able to do this. And he enters the underworld. He's looking for Hades. He's like, I got to find Hades because I want the soul of Mickey and her family restored. Or there's gonna be big frickin' trouble. So he's tearing through the underworld. He, and he's making a beeline for the Hall of Souls. The repository where the souls of all of humanity have been stored. Right? Hades' wife, Persephone, throws all of the guardian beasts at him. Hydra, everything. He just rips them apart. Doesn't even, doesn't even stop. Uh, D-Man just heads are ripped off and Persephone's like, what the hell is this bullshit? How can you do this? And she says, he's like, I want Hades. You give me, bring him. And she said, he's not home. He's, he isn't home. He's, he's in the chaos realms and he's seeking battle with the devil. Hades is not the devil. There are two separate entities in this book. Um, she tells him, that's not how it works. We can't restore all the souls. Even if he could, he, he can't because all the souls have to have bodies to go back to and their flesh is dead. So if you send these souls back to their bodies, you're going to literally create a hell on earth. And he's like, I don't give a shit. I want Mickey. I want my, my woman and you're going to, you're going to do it for me. And she doesn't. And devil man kills Persephone, kills Hades wife. Brutally kills her, and Hades That's is Hades is not pleased. But in in doing so, he destroys the Hall of Souls and unleashes every soul ever collected in the underworld. They go streaming back to Earth to the surface world, and Persephone was right: the bodies are falling apart. And now there are, they are inhabited, inhabited by souls. What you have now are animated dead flesh. Hell on earth. You have eating, ravenous, screwing. They're just primal, animalistic entities. They're, they're no longer the people that they were. So... 
Persephone didn't know, but I, I, I don't you um, I don't know if you remember the other Devil Man book I talked about. Do you remember Jinman, the turtle, whose back displays all of the the faces of those souls he's consumed? There's mm-hmm. a version of Jinman in this book that when Devil Man destroys the well, the Hall of Souls, he catches a certain amount of souls. And whose souls do you think he catches? Well, duh. He catches Mickey and her family. And there's a part in the story where it's like, what the frig is going on? Devil Man is in, in the underworld. And then all of a sudden, it it stops and life goes back to normal. And Mickey shows up and her family shows up. And there's some really cool nods to other characters that have appeared in the Devil Man mythology. And everything seems okay. But it's Jinmin, the, the turtle had created this gigantic city on his back and it's populated with these souls that he stole. It's not really. It is, but it's not. The, 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 his loved ones. And Devilman freaks out and it's a massive, colossal battle between a skyscraper-sized Devilman and this massive turtle city. And you need to see the art on this because uh, go to the website, uh, 11oClockComics.com. Look at the gallery accompanying this episode, beca- or do a Google search for Devil Man versus Hades Volume One. I cannot accurately describe the the intricacies of this artwork. It must have taken forever. There must be a, a ton of people working for Team Moon because it's astoundingly detailed. It's dark murky where it should be the as in everything going to guy the character design is amazing persephone's gorgeous like even the zombies when they're screwing in the in the streets like there's a sexiness to them you just have to see it take my word for it um so how is this a crossover with with mazinger well hades is a mazinger villain like i said dr hell who in this book Hades promotes to the Grand Marshal of Hell, leading the great beasts in one final battle against Great Mazinger. So I'm hoping that you have this this little thing, this little dalliance with Doctor Hell and and Hades going on, like on the side. I'm hoping it becomes the forefront of it because I want to see a fight between Great Mazinger and Devil Man. It's like seeing you know the hulk versus the thing the the these are the two big daddies of the um going to guy universe i want to see the fight right and who would you root for oh devil man I figured. over a robot come on give, give me a break um <laughs> but there's this thing is loaded with great characters you have a crow tengu who adds comic relief um, he he tricks Devil Man into believing something, and then he tags along with him. He's a liar. You have um, when the souls that Devil Man released went streaming back to Earth. They some of them didn't go in the correct bodies. Some of them merged with the souls of animals and inhabited human bodies. And I thought that was kind of cool. That Go Nagai actually believes, because there's a lot of people that believe animals don't have souls, which I think is bullshit. <laughs> I, I do. I think it's it's absolute bunk that an animal doesn't have a soul. What's what's animating the body? Well, you can argue it's biology and all that shit, but 
in, in my estimation, there's a soul in there. And these animal souls mixed with human souls, there's a cat woman type. I don't want to say creature. It, it's, it's a girl whose body is invested with the soul of a cat. It's pretty awesome. And um, there's giant talon marks in the streets. You know who that is, right? It's Serene. And she enters the pictures and she's got feathers and boobies and, and she doesn't last long, though. Um, Spoilers. Well, it's, <laughs> you, see, you can see it coming. Like, that's the, if, if I had one criticism about Devilman, it's the fact that he's too powerful. Mm-hmm. Not, nothing can stop him. And and I, I assume that the climactic battle with Hades is, yeah, it may look like Devilman's on the ropes, but Devilman, he never loses. I mean, he, okay, not for long anyway. He just seems to, they, they throw these progressively larger demons at him and he just, oh, well, he just rips them apart, you know? So there's a mechanic to it in which Devil, it's kind of like Voltron, you know? Now you, we're talking. You wait till the, the, the lions all form and yeah you're on the ropes and an ultraman is two seconds away from the the being you know the, the the buzzer going off there's always that is he gonna win they always win like devil man always wins but there's a the thing i love the most about devil man is the sexiness of it and i will i'll tell you about the sexier of the two later because these guys got to talk but that was devil man versus hades volume one from seven seas you need to get it because the art will take your eyelids peel them back and mm-hmm. massage your eyeballs with all sorts of beautiness it's, it's and this just, came out what you said about five years ago the original came out in mm-hmm. 2012 this was just published it came out like last month Word. Yep. Word. I Def, speak on it. Um, well, part of me wants to because I really, I was really excited because if there's only one publisher's flagship first issue that I'm reading right now, it's it's going to be the one from DC. But I don't want. I I know how much Jason simply adored. Man of Steel, I don't know what if you're in a rush to read Superman number one. I don't know if you've read it yet. Mm-hmm. You did. All right. So I'm going to speak on it. All Superman right. number one, okay. written by. I have no intention Are you of going reading to read events? it. I have no intention of reading it. So you could spoil it. That hurts my heart. Till, you're, till the end of the. That hurts my heart, too, because you're, I mean, you're a big Superman fan. I didn't like yeah. Man of Steel, I thought it was a, a haphazard mess. That's that's all. It's, it, I thought it was just junk. There is there is a, a chance though that one could have disliked Man of Steel and like Superman. Sure, but I have mm, a giant room of paper waiting to be read that I'm mm-hmm. not. I'm just not going to waste time on on whether it's going to be good or not. Good. I just don't. I don't have time to give it a chance. So I want to hear about it, though. Well, all the way. What I want. What I wanted over the previous six weeks with Man of Steel, I got in the first issue of Superman number one. There you go. 
or in the first issue of Superman. Uh, this was this was what Bendis should have started off with. I, I, I get why he kind of dribbled some things in front of us to get to where we are at the first issue of this series, but uh, that could have all been told in a flashback without needing the past six weeks. The first page right here with this recap, that was that's that's everything you need. So yes, I get it. Man of Steel, you didn't care for it, so there's no reason, you know, I, I, I gave you six issues and you didn't hook me, so I'm really not going to bother with the, the, the first issue of a new series, but I would... I don't, I don't, we may recommend things from time to time. We might tell people to, to get it if, if we're really feeling something, but this is one of those instances where I'm going to say, if you did not like Man of Steel, I implore you to try Superman number one. Um, the, the recap on the first page, not the, not the recap, recap where it's just a page of text and the credits. Uh, it's, it's, it's a pretty cool shot of, Superman flying towards you with just basically what's been going on uh, since Bendis took over the character. Um, aside from Bendis, you have uh, Yvonne Weiss on pencils, Joe Prado on inks, Alex Sinclair on colors. Um, early on in the issue, you have the Dominators. And there is a really, really cool page. There's two flashbacks. One is with Jonathan. One is with Lois. And I don't know if it's Lois or it's Clark who has the cosplay kink, but she is wearing a Jaina outfit in bed. And there's a nice little... um, Basically, I I guess for Bendis, uh, Lex Luthor is an analog of for Donald Trump because Lois mentions... Uh, the expose that she wrote and uh, how much do you think Lex is going to be worth after uh, that expose and, and Clark's like I haven't given it a moment's thought she's like well because I, I just have this nagging feeling that he somehow made money off it and he says um, he basically tells her, you, you you could make fun of his ties and, and that just made me smile for some reason in any case the um, <laughs> the whole the whole thing is in, in a couple of pages Bendis kind of wrapped up one thing that happened in in Man of Steel because during his fight with Rogozar, his communicator was destroyed. The communicator that would keep him in touch with Lois and John while they're out on their grand adventure with Grandpa. The um, so so Superman is just he doesn't know where to start, but he's flying and he's like, I I'm going. To, I need to find my family. And something something happens where, um, well, basically, spoilers. Out of the corner of his eye, he notices in the distance the Dominators are making a beeline towards Earth, and he stops them. And it was basically it was just purely coincidental, as luck would have it. He was in space. He saw them, and he stopped it from going any further. And that reminded him basically of his purpose and he's like you know listen i lois has everything under control i trust her completely she's not going to let anything get out of hand 
Jonathan is a smart and strong kid. Whatever Jorel has in mind, they can handle it. So his his priority is Earth, and and so he goes back home. And um, there is something where before Flashpoint you probably wouldn't hear me say as often because I know the character can be a bit of a dick. But in this in this issue, Hal is just an ass. He he mm-hmm. is there, there's a scene with, with most of the Justice League, uh, where they're looking over the destruction of the Fortress of Solitude. And and Hal, being the space cop that he is, he's like, you know, he wants to make sure that Superman took an inventory of everything. You know, like you have you, you have the Phantom Zone projector, you have samples of Kryptonite, you have the door to dimension M. And he's going through this whole inventory of shit that Superman had. And 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 Barry's just like, dude, just let the guy mourn his stuff. Like just back the fuck up and let this dude breathe and and, and <laughs> take in what's going on. And and it's just it's so someone asked me if I'd be reading, you know, the new Green Lantern series when I guess Grant Morrison or whoever's going to be starting it. And and, and if this is the how that's in it, no, probably not. In any case, Superman decides where he's going to relocate the Fortress of Solitude. Fortress of Solitude needs to be rebuilt. He's got the perfect place for it. He kicks that off. And he shows up to work at Daily Planet. He's going to write a little little article. Uh, and he's going to call Deputy Chief Moore regarding the arsons that are, that are, that are being spread. Um, Except he's interrupted and by the Martian Manhunter who asks to speak with him outside. And this is one of the first... There are a bunch of cool pages in this issue, but there's a few where during this conversation between Clark, between Superman and Martian Manhunter, Superman has to keep telling him to hold that thought because he, he tells him the first time and Superman... We see mostly a full page splash page of uh, Superman's in London, and it's almost like this mutant dinosaur lizard thing that he takes down. Then he goes back, flies back to Metropolis, continues the conversation with 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 John, tells him again, hold that thought. Flies to another section of the globe and and saves people and and a dog from a fire. Flies back to Metropolis, keeps talking tells John to hold that thought again and flies up to the moon where it looks like he's throwing down an ape in a spacesuit, and then goes back home to Metropolis. And this I thought was a pretty interesting conversation between Cal and John. And it's, it looks Bendis kind of introduces an idea that I don't like an elseworld story could probably be told with, with, with this idea uh, or, or Armageddon 2001 with, you know, the man who ruled the world type thing where, where, where Martian Manhunter is telling Superman, you should lead this planet, not this country, not this town or city, but you should lead the world. And, and you should, because you've seen things like Rucker Howard that no one else has seen. And you'll be able to, <laughs> 
basically you're just going to say hey i know what works not just here on earth but elsewhere and and i could take that knowledge and that experience and and you could you could it, it would be a benefit to the people on this planet you could do great things and and he's like you know so, so superman's kind of like just got this smirk like yeah, okay like me lead the world and 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 marshall manhunter says take over all of it and set it toward a future in which hope isn't just an ideal, but a, and that smirk turns to a pretty stern frown where Superman says, take. And John kind of corrects himself. It says, offer, offer yourself. Just, just watch what happens. So it was weird for somebody like Marshall Manhunter, who I would think is often very careful with his words, especially with his thoughts that, um, He's quite deliberate in in choosing these these words in this conversation, and I'm not really gonna, I'm not ready to chalk that up to Bendis not having a handle for this character, but I, I think it's just one of those things where he's trying to put Superman in a position that he may not have been presented to readers before, and and this was just kind of a way to to bring that idea to light. And any, but the the conversation kind of ends there, and 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 Superman tells you know it was great seeing you, love this chat. Love you like a brother. Um, I'll see you at the meeting. Mm-hmm. I, I, I got something to take care of. And 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 Marshall Manhunter is like, listen, I I know, I want you to think on it. I pretty much know your answer already, but just just put it in the back of your mind. Just marinate. And Superman flies off. And there's something weird going on in the back in in in, in the background behind Superman, where he's he's flying towards the reader. And it's a flash of blue and and a big, almost like an explosion. Superman turns around, and it's almost like there's there's a blue there's a blue haze. Not almost like there's a, there's a blue haze surrounding Metropolis, and that's when it dawns on him. Superman realizes that the big cliffhanger, the double page spread, that is gorgeous. Uh, the entire earth is in the phantom zone. And that's the end of the issue. This was, I, I absolutely by, by going over most of these pages just now, I did it. No quality service whatsoever. This is something you probably should read to get the, the most out of it. I, I enjoyed everything about this issue and including Hell being an ass. The uh, the the chat with with Martian Manhunter is something that definitely sticks with me. Not just because of the the different scenes of, of Superman pulling himself away to go save everybody's day wherever they may be, um, but like I said, just just being in 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 real time in the present day without some Elseworlds type story. Uh, Superman being offered the idea of of you know maybe you should be in charge because it's never been his thing. Um, again, I, I not, I don't know. This is seven issues, seven issues in 12 or 20 pages, whatever was in action comics, 1000. But after seven issues of Bendis writing Superman, uh, I'm still, I'm going to say, I'm, I, I don't know where we're going just yet and that's fine and 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 that's because i'm along for the ride he's taking one of my favorite characters and and i'm gonna go with that i haven't been i haven't been turned off by anything 
yet. And granted, it's been barely a couple of months, so um, I'm I'm still all in. This was absolutely one of it may be as far as everything that came out today, but it's it's absolutely one of the best things I've read this week so far. That's it. I am very glad to hear how much you liked it. I'm glad. Yeah, I, I thought it was fun. I mean, in the context that I am as much of not particularly a Superman fan as you are a fan. So um, I'm with Vince. I, I thought Man of Steel was, was pure poop. Uh, I thought the first issue was a good start and it just went downhill from there. Um, so I, I, I didn't know what to expect of this. Um, one of my main issues, I don't, one of my main issues with, with Man of Steel was it felt super, well, first of all, it was, shouldn't have been six issues, but it felt super lazy to me that, that it seemed to me that Bendis was trying to figure out a way to get Lois and their son out of the book without just retconning that they, they never existed. So he did this whole thing where, Oh, we're going to send him on a journey with, with Jarrell so I can just focus on Clark and being Clark. Um, this, this issue, Superman number one pulled me off of that criticism a little bit because Ben just does go more, as you noted, more into that angle. And I guess I'm now thinking maybe we'll, we'll get glimpses of, of, of their journey. It's not like there. I, I thought that it was just going to be the MacGuffin, and and that Lois and 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 their son wouldn't be around for a while in the in in these books. Um, now I'm thinking they will uh, in in backstory or interstitially. If that's the case, then then I I I retrench the criticism I had for the way Man of Steel ended. Um, if I'm still right, and this this is just issue seven of that same MacGuffin, well then I'm, I'm, I still think it's weak. I, I, I don't like the idea of getting rid of Lois and his son. Um, so if this is a, just a temporary thing and eventually their journey leads them back or, or, or Clark has to go and find them and save them, that, then that's, that's, that's cool. Um, I didn't, um, my, experience with Martian Manhunter is probably as much driven from the Justice League cartoon as it is from what I've read in the comics. And this felt strange to me. So strange that it almost felt as though Bendis is trying to set up something where John has come to the conclusion that humanity needs a ruler. And in yes, he's he's appealing to Clark for it, but if Clark says no, he's going to consider doing it himself, and that may make him some kind of villain. I don't know. It definitely felt like it wasn't just there to be there. It felt like there's some foreshadowing. Right. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm cool with that. I uh, I I I, lo- I definitely loved the um, the the accidental stopping of of an invasion by the the Dominators. Uh, I thought that was great. I, I that totally on board with that. Um, didn't really understand or care so much about the new location of the Fortress of Solitude. I'm not sure why that choice of locations is any cooler or more interesting than the Arctic. And if it really did just take Clark opening up the ground and pulling out 
another crystal and throwing it to build it again. I don't know why he didn't just rebuild it on the site that it's been forever. Um, and it also doesn't really make up for all the stuff that was destroyed within the Fortress of Solitude. No. So I'm just not quite sure like why that was there, why we should care one way or the other. Um, and uh, I, I wish that we were done with Rogozar, but it seems like we're nowhere close to being done, even though he wasn't in this issue directly. Um, so yeah, listen, I, I'm. there's almost no chance that a book featuring Clark Kent is going to have me praising it to the degree that you just praised it. But, well, just like you're not, I mean, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not about to spend 20 minutes waxing philosoph- you know, uh, philosophically about Domino number four. But, um, but I, 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 li- I liked it for what it was. Uh, I, I will say I, I definitely liked it a lot more than Man of Steel. And I think I'm going to go on a limb and say I'm going to really enjoy action. Because Superman is supposed to focus on Superman, and action is supposed to focus on Clark. And I think I may dig Clark being an investigative reporter stuff. That, that may be cool. Um, I think that's also in Bendis' wheelhouse. So uh, so I'm, I'm still on this Bendis experiment. I'm, I'm still on it, which is saying a lot, because it doesn't take that's much true. for me to bounce from Superman. Yeah. I, I, well, I, and I... I... I agree with the criticisms because yeah, it's, it's, this isn't, this isn't a one more day scenario. You can't, you can't just wish away Lois and you can't take away John now, especially he's been established. And, yeah. and so you can, you can give that. It's not like he, he sent them on a field trip and, and she's taking them on, you know, she, she's taking the class out for for you know summer camp or something they they left the planet and and that's fine and and again i don't know if like because i wasn't reading action i don't know where jor-el came from uh just like even in justice league martian manhunter may feel a little off to me i don't know what john's been up to in the past few years so i i don't know if this is the new post-rebirth martian manhunter or if this is just if, if, if again, if Bendis may not have a, a handle on the character yet, in any case, uh, the, the 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 stuff with Lois and John not being in the book just yet, I I am okay in in my mind. I'm okay with Bendis focusing on Superman first and establishing his his take on the character, mm-hmm. and then bringing in the family and sure. and again and, and whatever happens within the next five six eight ten months or whatever however long it takes them to come back like you said you know he, he goes to rescue them or or someone else finds them or i i don't i don't want it to be in three months you know john's 26 years old and he's got an urn because <laughs> yeah, was old and die you know i don't I, I don't want any of that you know this is what you should have come for us or something. I just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure when they'll, they'll be able to regale us with stories and, and th- this sets Bendis up to tell a whole bunch of backup stories or, or one shots of what John and Lois are doing out in space and, or, or there'll be backups in Superman or every other page will be something like that. I, and Bendis is clever enough where he can do something special with the characters and tell their story. So, um, 
Yeah, no, I have I have no problems with um, which I'm sure everybody was concerned about. I have no problems with what you just said <laughs> about the issue, and and I, I I appreciate that you took that approach or you looked at it that way after because we've we've read plenty of things where you know we've given it a few issues and we're like no i'm done i gave him plenty of chances and this was granted it was it was different in the sense that it was a weekly miniseries that again it it didn't need to be six issues and and there were it, it just seemed to be a reason for other artists that for artists that bendis has never worked with before or mm-hmm. has sort of kind of worked with before and and have them draw Superman and in some cases not even draw Superman well. It was just there were some some things in those six issues that just that fell hella flat and and I really wish it didn't last six issues and, and there were so many whatever happened in those six issues could have been told in a few pages in this first issue. And, yeah. and for, so whether it was a publishing thing or, or they wanted to, you know, change, set the calendar up so that things would fly over the next few months smoothly. And, and they just had to reshuffle things around, whatever. It just, it was it a was, money I'm not saying it was a huge misstep, which is fine. Yes. And they published books and that's what they're supposed to do. But it, it's, you, you can pay also, $24 for that book retail, $24 for a book that read, terribly by yes and by a hundred different of of artists yeah and 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 you're gonna forgive that i'm not in the mood to forgive well i'm not well i'll the only thing i'll say about that is that's comics right i mean i in the sense that 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 um i i think we have all anyone that's listening to this that has been reading comics for a good long while has had to learn that lesson repeatedly and we often still fail to follow our own advice there i mean i i i liken this to uh you know plenty of people have hit us up saying oh wood what do you think of these hunt for wolverine books and you you know you asked me when they first came out and, mm-hmm. and and i i was i immediately saw those for what they were which is a a money grab right and pointless in the, in the grand scheme and then what do we get in this previews we get charles soul and steve mcniven doing the return of wolverine another miniseries now that that is Pardon my French. Fucking egregious. You're you're doing four or five miniseries about the hunt for Wolverine, yet on the first page of the first issue of those miniseries, we know that Logan somehow got broken out of the adamantium coating, and so since we know, we know he's back, right? Like we know he's coming back, and we know he's going to be just a regular the regular. So. Now, when all is said and done, Marvel's trying to entice some small subset of its readership to buy five, what, six different miniseries? And and all and all it's gonna do is at the end of it, he's gonna be back. He's gonna be back, normal, healthy, with his healing power, on the X-Men and doing his own thing, right? Like that's what's gonna happen. Um This is that too, I think sometimes depending on how Marvel and DC coat or present these things, a money grab can, we can be tricked into the money grab. I wasn't sure that Man of Steel was a straight money grab. I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical when they do these weekly books with a new creator, because that often is a money grab, and that's what I think Man of Steel turned out to be. But I, I, I wasn't sure, because it was a new, you know, it was Bendis coming to DC. He, he went out of his way to say part of this was going to be about making sure he didn't just 
shit on whatever Jurgens and everybody were, were doing all this time that he wanted to pay homage to it. So they did a great job selling that one. But yeah, at, at the at the end of the day, Marvel and DC both often try and trap us in money grabs. And and it's on us to not buy into it. Right. And right. and I get, you know, you don't want to forgive them nope. for that. Um It's also I don't want to throw money certain- at them anymore. You you had and your chance and, and again, you had and your chance to and, win right. me over. You failed. I'm not gonna give you a second and that's chance. Not, and I, and that doesn't mean if you see the trade for five bucks next to your oh, heroes, sure. you're not going to get it. If I get it for I, five bucks, right. I'll read it. Yeah, but it's it, for, but this is this is one of the concessions I'll make. This is I'll, I'll justify it because it is Superman. And and if if mm-hmm. this was if this was Superman, but that whole bullshit with the crew cut T-shirt Superman with the truth or or <laughs> that if if they tried that and followed it up. If they gave me a Man of Steel miniseries and then followed it up with that nonsense, I'd be the first one out the door. But this is this is one of this is it's this is hitting the right buttons for me because of where where I do connect with this character going back to the burn run and and partly even before that with with, with the Bronze Age stuff. But there's that there. This is one just like, just dude. Vince, you and I, we, we leave Spidey. We come back to it. Right now, we're back to leaving him, and and it's one of those things where we will, when the time is right, or when something happens. Right, so right. so if Spencer and Otley leave, we'll, we'll 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 give that team a shot to see where where they're going to take the character, and 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 so sure. be it. But this was one of those things where yeah, okay, fine. It, it was. I'll consider Man of Steel a misstep, but if if I had said no, thank you from here on out, I I would have been poor for for missing out but on Superman number one. Your your main concession for putting up with Man of Steel, yeah, it's Superman, is the sole reason why I'm not reading it now because it's Superman, and if you're going to bring a the biggest one of the biggest dogs in comics. And put him on Superman. He better do as good as or better than the guy he forcibly replaced. Can you say that Man of Steel was any better than what Peter Tomasi did with the character? Can you say that? No. no. Well, then no. sit the fuck down. You had your chance. I'm done with you. You know what I mean? Like, it's just Tomasi did a great run. And, and it's, this is not loyalty to Tomasi. But if you're going to bring right. in John Lennon. I'm just saying the the mm-hmm. John Lennon of comics like this Bendis is a big deal all caps right and you put him on Superman which is a big deal he better knock my socks off it better sure. be a visual treat which it wasn't the first issue was everything after it was a mess the story was all set up for something he's going to do in another book that you have to buy, but we're going to charge you 24 bucks for this experience to get to the next experience. I just, I, I don't, I, I'm not trying to be nasty or mean spirited. I just don't have the time for that anymore. I'm, I'm done. I don't have the time. I can, you and I bought over a hundred books at Heroes. I'm just going to go read them. Yes. There you go. 
Like they're they're readily available to me for a quarter or fifty cents. Like it's not a money thing, but if you're going to charge me twenty four bucks for an experience just to leapfrog to the next experience, which is what mainstream comics are, I get it. I just don't have the time for it. I'm loving the fact that you're enjoying it. You keep enjoying it. You keep telling me about it. I will live through you. I ain't going to read it. Not happening. Okay. Not happening. Vince has spoken. No, no. It's it's not that. It's just, (laughs) it's, uh, there's just too much out there to enjoy. Absolutely. And and even we were talking about that with, with, with the NC crew. It's like, you know, listen, I have, there's plenty of things that I could be, that I should be reading that's new for the show or just shit that's on my regime. But right, right. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll find old issues of, of Nexus and I'm like, Ooh, okay. You can't go I've wrong with before. that. Right. You can't go wrong right. with but it. But it's, it's so, but it's it, like you just said, it's like, you have plenty of other things that you need to, you, you should be reading. You want to be reading. So I, I get it. I, I, yeah. I absolutely get I, I have other things. You're not. It's not out of spite. It's not. If this was the no. last thing in the world, I would read. It's who but it's, the hell cares so if I'm reading Superman or not? Like nobody. Well, you know what I mean. You do. You do. Cool. Oh nobody. yeah. Okay. Case in point. I got the uh, Michelle Fife, the the Blood Strike. Yeah. The two issues. Yes. I was. Com- I read them. I was completely freaking lost. I I don't remember half of these characters. Um, right. I, I don't remember Brigade, which plays a big part in, in Bloodstrike. So I don't know if you guys are – I'm sure you are. Josh Ginter has a Facebook yeah. thing where he's selling comics. And I got almost all of Bloodstrike, Brigade, and Supreme – not the Alan Moore part, but for like a quarter piece. And I read the Blood Brothers – crossover with brigade and and blood strike they're not great comics (laughs) i can't really Mm -hmm. say that they're great comics but i loved it i thought they were phenomenal they were fun people get killed shit goes down um life on on layouts and and story it's like um what is it dan fraga on, um, it's yeah. like the rub the blood yeah. issue. Like it, I, I had so much fun, and they cost me a quarter a piece. So you know, props to Josh Ginter. And now I understand. I've reread Brutalists, the blood strike thing, and I thought it was great. I, th- a lot of it clicked, some of it didn't. But now I know. Um, I didn't know that that uh, Cabot and. Um, What's his name from Brigade Battlestone? Were brothers? I didn't know that. Now I do. You know what I mean? Oh, so it's it's like that's what I'm saying. There's this chunk of 1993 image history that I I didn't know about, and I would rather read that than stuff that's going on today. In part, that's that's it. It's just nothing. There's no malice at all. Zero, zero. Yeah, man. Listen, you you of all of us are prone to. Hot and cold streaks. Mm. You're think, things, think, things that you fall in love with and you Guilty. fall out of love with them and then Guilty. you fall back in love with them. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with that. Oh. No. Um, no, I am a fickle bitch. <laughs> yes. I am. It's all good. I'm t- I will stand on stage and take all my clothes off and say, listen, yeah. hear ye, hear ye, I am a fickle bitch. And you know, you were <laughs> talking about being lost a little bit. That that does frustrate me sometimes. Um 
with different books where you want to like it. It right. seems like a well put together book. I, I'm like that, and I'm, I don't want to spend more than a minute on this. I just wanted to mention because you sparked the thought. Uh, Isola by Image. Oh right. Oh yeah. Um, Carl Kershaw. Yes. It, it is. It's as beautiful a book as on the as there is on the stands. I, I have read the fourth issue came out today. I haven't read it, but I've read the first three issues. Every page is, is is a sight to see, but I have no goddamn idea what the book's about. <laughs> Don't you hate that? And everybody's like, hey, this is beautiful. Just read it. Like, oh, yeah. And like, how about this part? Like, I don't remember reading that part. Yeah. I don't know and, what and, you're talking about. And I think it's 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 a it's a crucial thing because, um, God, what was the name of the, the, the webcomic he did uh, with Adam? Yes. Uh, God damn it! Why can't I? I know. I don't remember. But but but, what, um, but but I I just think he he leaves a lot of of room for the art to tell the story, and that is incredibly admirable. But I think he doesn't succeed at it. Right. Uh, and, and and I don't. I mean, if if the plot was remotely. Cogent in my head, I solo would be in the running for my favorite book of the new, you know, new series of the year. It, it's that beautiful, and I don't want to stop reading it because it is pretty. I, I, I do think it's pretty, but yeah, but I, I'm three issues in now, and I got the fourth sitting here, and I have no desire because I, I kind of feel like, like you said, no malice, but three issues in, man, I, you gotta you gotta hook me with the story, right? Like mm-hmm. I gotta be hooked. I, I gotta get, I gotta know where you're going at least. Like, like, uh, getting back to Kirkman for a second. Um, I, I know, like Dap said, Kirkman's tough for him, and and you you seem to be in that vein yeah. now too. In fact, Dap and I were reading Walking Dead, and you're not even doing that. So I know that Oblivion Song isn't either of your 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 cups of tea. Um, I was lukewarm on the first issue and mentioned that when it came out, but I did read the other issues of Oblivion Song while I was all, all on my vacation, and and I, I it's warming up. Now, one might argue. Someone like Kirkman should be able to rope you in before you shouldn't need four issues right. to get the story rolling, and that's a fair criticism. But to whatever extent people stuck around, I I, I like I, I I'm starting to to get into the to the world he's setting up. I, I'm starting to to feel it. I'm feeling the characters. I'm feeling the setup. I'm I'm seeing where he wants to go, and I, so I'm intrigued. So so it can happen, but it's it it is an unreason. It takes a special set of circumstances. Given the cost of a comic, the the uh, vast um, inventory of comics, both new and old, that are available to us now, it, it, it takes a very special set of circumstances to reasonably expect someone to hang around for three, four issues with a new book before they just to to, to pull them in. You you, get, you don't get that long anymore, and and, and maybe that's not fair, and maybe. It's not the way comics used to be, but the way comics are today, you, you got to rope someone in quickly, yep, and, and then and then keep them around. So, uh, I, I yeah, I get all that. I get. But all that. talk about egregious. Uh, just to get momentarily back to the blood strike thing, it was disturbingly mo- monetary based. I mean, that's not saying much. Everybody knows that early image was all about the. It was as much about the flash and the the style of the art as it was about the money. 
because I don't know if you guys remember this blood strike story jumped between blood strike and brigade. You had to buy both of those books mm-hmm. to get this story. One started in issue one of blood strike. Then it went into issue one of brigade and then back to two of blood strike and issue two of brigade. It's like, what? I got to buy two books to get this story. But not only that, it's, it was, it amazed me in hindsight how much, how tightly Liefeld created this extreme corner of the image universe because in Brigade, they're dropping bombs on Supreme, talking about, look at this old man, you know, what is what does this old crotchety guy think he's going to do? Like, so he had this thing all planned out, this, this cohesive, extreme chapter of the, the image universe, like, in advance. And it just, like, boggles my mind because they, you think of Liefeld as all style and very little substance when he had a plan for all these characters Mm -hmm. and he never get he doesn't get credit in that respect it's more like you know doesn't draw feet giant chests you know um all substance and flash and uh, i mean all, all flash and no 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 substance and some of it is warranted right but i think he doesn't get his due in that he was carefully constructing or crafting this this byway of the image universe and it's pretty fun in mm-hmm. in retrospect it's fun to read and it's brutal too like characters get, just get killed like left yeah. and right just you're yep. dead yeah yeah i i read the first issue because it's rob's ip and 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 michelle's great um, but I guess I was probably where you were the first to read through. I, I just didn't remember the characters right. well enough to, so, the, so it, that kind of fits into what we were just talking about. To me, it was a, uh, they didn't, they didn't do what they needed to, to hook me. And I didn't come away thinking it was poorly done. It was in a lot of ways what I would have expected it to be taking those, those extreme Liefeld nineties characters and, and putting them in the hands of, of Michelle. But, but I, it looks great. I just it it, mm. it 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 suffered for me from the fact that it assumed I remember those comics and and I I did read most of them but <laughs> twenty five years ago a, yeah it was twenty five years ago yeah. and, and know, the, the so. thing it is that I mean I I can fault him for not getting us up to speed but on the flip side you can't really when it's consecutively numbered yeah so yeah I, I guess I guess I'm comparing it in a way to like what we got when we had a little bit of that live filled reboot, you know, a few years back where we were getting glory and um, what's the, uh, what's the one we profit. really dug? Profit. profit. Yeah. Profit. Yeah. Um, and, and there they were continuations, but they were also reinventions. Yeah. Right. And this was at least read to me a little bit more like a, Hey, we're picking up where we left off and, and that's fine. That's fine. But 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 I I'll be I'll be blunt. I, I don't have the patience or 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 inclination to do what you did and go back and reread all that stuff to, it, it was to fun. jump back in this. It was fun. No, but but you were in the mood to do that. I'm I, not, I I'm definitely not was. To, yeah, yeah, I'm not in the mood to do that. So yeah, and and it was a perfect storm of right price at the right time for the right book. You know, it, that stuff sure. like that doesn't happen very often. So um, can I just finish up this Devilman thing? 
Why are you asking? Because I like so to be cute. I like to be polite. Oh um, this is oh, really? I I talked about this book before, obviously, because this is volume three of Devilman Grimore, aka Devilman G, written you by. Sure it's not Grimoire? It's Grimore. That's how I say it. Uh, written, <laughs> written, written by uh, Gonagai, um, illustrated by Rui Takato, published by Seven Seas Entertainment. This is not nearly as violent as the preceding two volumes, which may please some people, but it is just as sexy. Uh, when this volume opens, it's open season on Devil Man. It's like, what? Here's the deal. Uh, there's a Senatus Diaboli. They, they got together and they said it is um, death for a demon lord to kill another demon lord. We can't have it because we can't have the big dogs killing each other off. We're limited supply. If you're a demon lord and you kill another demon lord, you have just committed the most egregious sin of the underworld and you will pay for it doesn't make sense because it is the underworld sinning should be okay on any level but it, it they're they're not having it and devil man as you will remember from if you read volume 2 uh he killed serene in a private duel it's not kosher so the the monster shogun atrocious opens the floodgates devil man must pay for his transgressions but little do they know and it plays out hysterically later in the in the book, and I I hope you find it as funny uh, as I did. Uh, Serene's not dead. Well, not really dead, because she's inhabiting the body of a friend to um, Akira and Miki, the uh, the uh, Renuma Subasa. Remember the beautiful young telepath, telekinetic that is posing as Mickey's sister, it's no longer her anymore. Serene is in, inhabiting that body. So there's lots of stuff going on in this volume. Jinmin returns, the turtle with the, the faces of the uh, consumed on his back. Um, a demon wants revenge on Jinmin for consuming her sister. There's a, a Wrightson-esque, unmen-type, demon called Psycho Jenny, which is a, a female head with multifaceted eyes on a human hand. It's, this this thing is literally Atrocious's right hand. And she can cast illusions and, and mess with your mind. She's making life very difficult for Devil Man. Um, old foes come back. Nick's the Aquarian comes to try and take devil man down but he doesn't do it of course um there's a team up an infernal team up of sorts um demon lord satan of the harpies now the harpies serene is a harpy and when you think harpies the creature what do you think what immediately comes to mind when you think harpy you mean in terms of visually what it looks like yeah yeah uh yeah a winged uh claw-footed uh female Right, that's the key, a female. But here you have Demon Lord Satan of the Harpies, which looks a lot like Serene. You know, got the boobs. But with the dick. He, but he's, he's got a wee willy winky. 
Oh, he does. Oh, yes, he's, he's, he's oh, got nice. he's got boobs and a, and, and a winky <laughs> down yeah, in his. You know, it's it's a, it's a so what uh, what pronoun are we using? For this? I don't know. I maybe we can <laughs> we can do some <laughs> Genesis <laughs> porridge and do H I R. That's the, is this the, like the a, pronoun Genesis uses. Her cisgender third level demon. Yes. I mean, how does it? I don't know, but he he has twelve wings. Well, he see it has twelve wings. He's got the Namor wings on the ankles and all over. See, Serene only has the the wings like on the head thing. This this demon lord Satan of the harpies has <laughs> all these wings, boobs, and in the ding dong. Um. <laughs> so uh, this demon lord Satan joins with another demon called Medoc the Brain Eater. That's this is a demon that attaches to your head and takes over you and it makes you do things that you know you won't you're not accustomed to doing because it's a demon. But all of this is playing into the fact that Mickey is seemingly possessed. In the story, and Devil Man freaks out. He starts crying. Yes, you'll believe a demon can cry. Devil Man starts mm-hmm. crying because Miki is the love of his life, his one great love. And in this fictional construct, if you are possessed by a demon, the identity, the, that consciousness that ex- existed in the, 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 the corporeal shell before the demon possessed it, is gone. Never to return. It's in a sense you that when the demon possesses you, it kills what was there in order for it to make oh, room. Oh damn! For it. So it's like a yeah, so a parasite. Yeah. So well, yes, they call them parasites too in the book. Oh, parasite. Okay, okay. So um, and I'm all over this. Go ahead. So d- d- Devil Man's like uh, he's crying. He's, he thinks his his great love is gone, but it, Mickey has a few tricks up her sleeve, and I'm not going to say what happens but it results in miki becoming a devil man herself oh and not a not a demon they gona guy is very specific in what he says she becomes a devil man she's this flaming hot ass fire crotch devil man like see she she bonds with uh a demon that is fire based but she also bonds with Medoc, the brain eater, but it doesn't possess her. It just, she tricks it into, she uses it, in other words. So she can become this half-naked, on-fire devil man, and she helps devil man, and they, they fight together, and blah, blah, blah. But the big thing about this volume is, and, and it just shows you how wildly unpredictable these books are, especially when going a guy writes him so you have this character that is possessed by serene and she doesn't want everybody to know that she's still alive she doesn't want to reveal her presence so there's this big fight going on between devil man and miki and everything's going down so she does a peter parker and she leaves the area and she doesn't want satan to win so she kind of butts in during the battle but they don't know it's her because she's she wasn't there she went somewhere else but this talon comes in and does something and and 
So when the battle's over, Mickey comes up to her. She's like, yo, sis, like, what'd you do? Where were you? And she says, oh, oh, I was in the bathroom. And Mickey says, what, are you constipated? <laughs> and she gives her sister oh. an enema for two oh. for two pages. You cannot predict. <laughs> you like you read this book and you're like, oh damn, I knew it. She was gonna get an enema. Like you can't call that out. There's no way you can predict. Nobody sees the enema coming, right? She gives <laughs> her sister an enema. She's like Nah, you know, you got to take this because you got to be regular and it's it's good for you. And the, they're teenagers now. And the, the skinnier um, sister, right, she's got her skirt all the way up and she's, she's like, arch your back a little more. Get them hips up. And she's giving her the enema, right? You know, it's not explicit. But there's nudity involved because somebody's getting enema. You're going to see their, their buttocks, right? And it's... It's crazy, but it makes complete sense. Because if you have a character that is not of this realm, who wants everybody to think that she is a human and she was in the bathroom for a long time, her sister would be concerned for her regularness, right? And she would give her an animal. Like it just it it doesn't make sense, but it makes perfect sense. And <laughs> <laughs> I I I need I need more Gonagai in my life. I really do because this is just like you, you I never expected to see two characters engaged in anima play in a devil man book. <laughs> Nor would I. <laughs> right? But there it is. It's there for our enjoyment. He's a beautiful human being. Thank you for doing that. Um and it's it's just another um step in this retelling of the devil man mythology so um you know buy it read it love it it's it's so the cartooning is by rui takato is gorgeous uh again on the website and um it's it's very sexy the 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 uh, character design when when um miki gets the the fire crotch and the she's takes on these demons it's just smart design like I don't know if you remember, she thinks or she thought at one time she was a a magic user supreme, and she had the the ring of Solomon, and she had this witch's hat. Well, the the medoc, the demon, when she places it on her head, it resembles how she looked when she had the magic hat on. So same as it ever was, only different. It's just fun. It's just off, you know, off the beaten path, just wildly unpredictable sexy monster battle brawls that's what it is devil man grimori volume three seven seas and entertainment the master gonagai read it and don't weep i did all and wait for the enema i did all this on one glass of wine wow i'm thirsty as hell thirsty af thirsty as af David, I have to open up the bottle next week. I'm sorry. All right. No, that's fine. I forgive you. We bringing this puppy home? Let's do it. Bring it into park, baby. All right. 
As always, this episode of 11 O'Clock Comics has been sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. One more time without the slur. DCBService.com, where you can get your books, get them fast, get them delivered right to your door. FYI, my last box did not have the shrink-wrapped books with the rubber band. Same. They were just in regular old plastic bags all taped up nice and secure yes love it kudos um not that it was um it it bothered me at all but i like this way better but that's okay yes um from image the bully wars number one by aaron conley and scotty young a dollar 99 from boom coda trade paperback volume one discover now uh 4.99 and vertigo is serving up some deathbed with Riley Rossmo on art, eight dollars forty nine cents. In your travels, um, hello. Before you do that, yeah, you mentioned um, you mentioned a couple weeks ago. I believe it was a Sunday because yes, Jason was working. Um, you mentioned Avatar's like five ninety nine. Yeah, graphic novel collection sale. Yeah, I was flipping through previews as I was getting my um. As I'm cobbling my order together and, and able to um, and working on what I'm going to talk about on the the video for the patrons, you know, it surprised me that wasn't there. I crossed, right? No, not crossed. Hmm. But but of of all the things I thought about that I would have most likely purchased were it available. Freak Angels. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I absolutely would have bought that collection at that price. Well, see, if you look behind the curtain, they're offering at a discounted rate the books that they have on hand that really aren't selling that much. Like, there's Mm -hmm, a reason why Crossed isn't $5.99. Because freaks like me, occasionally, you know, we still buy it. I'm thinking that right. this is the stuff that's been gathering dust in their warehouse, and they're just like, let's blow this shit yeah, out. Yeah, it's like a remainder sale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I, in retrospect, like, I was going to get God is Dead. Um, I'm, I'm not, only because there's eight of them. I have a good chunk of the singles. No, you know, you don't care about that. But going over the singles that I do have, the art is, it's not worth taking up four inches of space on my bookshelf. So she said. But the uh, Extinction Parade with Rallo Caceres on art, that is very much worth taking up um, what would amount to less than an inch probably Mm -hmm. on your um, bookshelf. That's a great series. Visually, it's amazing. Um, Max Brooks wrote it, so, you know, he's, he's very competent. And it's a cool story. Like, what if the food supply for vampires was running down? What if it was running out? What would vampires do when they can't go down, you know, to the blood bank and just bite a bag with their their food sources almost non-existent? What happens? It's it's a it's fun if you consider that fun, which I do. But mm-hmm. yeah, there's I I don't it it's not a gr- as great a sale as I thought it was initially. Mm-hmm. So, it's still five ninety nine. If you want to try some of these trades for five ninety nine, then there you go; they're available to you. But the the big name Avatar books, there's no Uber 
There's no crossed. Um, you know, you're not going to get uh, war stories by Garth Ennis. N- none of the, the stuff that, that moves with any kind of regularity is not in there. This is the stuff that, oh, look, we found a box of a couple cases of God is dead. Let's sell these. That's what it mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Where was I? Oh, D- DC. In your yeah, in your travels, um, I haven't finished with the Blood Strike and Brigade reread because I do want to talk about this stuff in somewhat detail. So I I would implore you rub the blood, read. Let's just say I don't know for next time the first six issues of Blood Strike and Brigade. Maybe. And I'm going to read the, the uh, Michel Fife stuff again and formulate some kind of opinion on it. I'm, I'm positive on it now. I, I think it was a great experience. But the more I read of the old stuff, I'm guessing that the Fife stuff is going to be an even better experience. Probably a good assumption. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm old. And I, you know, some of these characters... I'm seeing for the first time, which is weird. But, but far from busted. It's true. It's true. How did they get away with some of these characters? I mean, there's, uh-huh. a, there's a lot of characters in the extreme, like Deadlock. How do you not see Wolverine when you look at that character? Of course. Seriously. Right, but, like, he's not the only one. There's a ton of... Sure. Even, even I mean, the characters... Yeah, they're all... Yeah. Yeah. Like what's his name? Uh, Seahawk. He looks like Wolverine with the helmet, like or Batman. Like I just, it's am, it's amazing how close they were to their inspiration. Without I don't know, it's not plagiarism, but it's 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 it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love You're it. Perplexed. I love it. Ah, yeah. You're vexed. There you go. Blood, blood strike. Rub the blood. Uh, in your travels um, I will let's see what am I going to suggest um, the terrifics I caught up on the terrifics uh, number mm-hmm. five was the last issue I read and number five is an absolute joy because who, who drew it? I love when Creators get creative with the medium. And the way the fifth issue, I'm not going to spoil the story, but the way the fifth issue is told, um, you start off with each character, because the Terrifics consist of four members on this team. Mr. Terrific, Phantom Girl, Plastic Man, and Metamorpho. And the issue starts off with each of them in their own panel. So the page is quartered. However, when the characters, when one character interacts with another, their panels merge into one. When the whole team is together, you get a splash page. And that's the, the way the way Jeff kind of just had everybody interact and, and ramp up the action. Uh, I absolutely loved it. And Shaner, Shaner looked better here than he did on the man of steel this was a um especially when he's when when 
Plastic Man has to show emotion. Um, but I think Plastic Man to me is a star. I said it from the beginning is the star of the book. Uh, I like Jeff's take. I mean, Amorpho is a little bit more gruff than I'm used to, like from, say, Bar and Aparo's Outsiders. Um, Phantom Girl, there isn't a lot of meat on those bones right now because she's, even though you're familiar with her because if you're familiar with Legion of Superheroes, it's not really the same. So she's also kind of a blank slate and she's young. Um, Mr. Terrific just seems kind of um, a dick aloof and, and, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and standoffish and really not too personable, but uh, you know, they're still suffering from the same affliction where they cannot be separated. And uh, that leads them to kind of leap into danger when normally they probably wouldn't. So, um, I, the, the, the first couple of issues were, you know, got the team together and, and were basically told over two or three issues. Number four was kind of sort of a standalone issue because we, uh, it, there was a little bit of a field trip with the team, uh, going to, um, where they, Took a trip to um, Pixel so they could see where Phantom Girl's from. Uh, this one is uh, the first part of a. It's it's. I kind of really can't say their arcs because I don't. I don't think I'd give somebody the fifth issue of the series and say here you go. It's yeah, the conversations that the characters have amongst themselves you, you you get caught up pretty quickly that that they really can't be apart from one another and and they're terrific is is struggling to make sure phantom girl could be tangible and, and they're, so you can kind of fill in the gaps on your own but really that this so far is something that started with the first issue and and is ramping up to something so um I wouldn't say this is exactly a jumping on point. I'm just letting you know that it, the Terrifics continues to be a very enjoyable read for me. And and it it's uh, I know that with this new age of heroes, it was supposed to be kind of artist forward, but um, this for me, this is this is Jeff's baby. And I know that we when when they started this line with uh, the Challengers, the Immortal Men, Sideways, and everything else. That we were like, okay, well, I can't wait to see how few issues this artist works on this issue. And even though uh, Weiss was there for the beginning of the Terrifics, part of me wonders if he was pulled off it for Bendis showing up at DC. So I don't, yeah, I, I'm, I'm bummed that we've already had multiple artists across five issues, but um, I can't really cry foul too hard in the case of the terrifics because it's not like he didn't go on to uh, i don't want to say bigger and better things but it's just yeah I, I get it it we're still focusing on the artist first on this line but in the terrifics case i don't think that's for me and that's no slight to doc shaner but for me jeff is the uh selling point on the terrifics right well the visual hip-hop back and forth and around with different artists it's it's a lot easier to take when you're not spending four bucks on the book you're spending three 
Yes, it the, is. It the, is. All these books the are still two ninety nine. The the new age is still two ninety nine. Yeah, which at after our wonderful discount at dcbservice.com comes out to buck seventy nine. So there's really not a lot of risk involved with these books in mass. Like you can get the whole new age line. It's what's it going to cost you? Less than fifteen bucks. That's not bad, right? Um, two things. Um, yes. What was I going to say? Well, one of them was I had a giggle at Bob Braytal's expense when he said that he doesn't see the connection between the terrific oh, and yeah. the Fantastic Four. Like, yeah, did you have uh-huh. a blindfold on Bob when you? When you're, <laughs> it, it's painfully obvious. But I, well, I mean, we're we, not listening to when Jeff was on the show. Anymore, yeah, we we love you, but it's just uh, I think I think um, uh, Matt Murdock could see the connection between <laughs> definitely yeah but what was the other thing i wanted to say oh boy oh do you think the experimentation in the terrifics i haven't read my issue yet so i i can't speak on it but do you think the experimentation is an acknowledgement that the writing's on the wall as far as these books are concerned that they're just trying whatever they want because they know they're on borrowed time I don't. I mean, I don't think the sales of these things mm. are very good. Well, we know he, that Jeff has twelve issues to tell, right? Okay. So whether he's going to whether you know they they they're able to um, terrific finds a fix in issue twelve because also it, when they announced the series and it was of course the whole big thing about Tom Strong. We haven't seen him since the end of the first issue. So they still have to kind of go back to that. So I know I know Jeff has a game plan and and he's got 12 issues to tell if it goes beyond that great. Um he probably has this particular story mapped out to to end somewhere within the 12 issues, but if um you know and I haven't I I have most of them, but I haven't read every issue of this line. Um I think the silencer is really the only other one that I'm trying to catch up on and, and maybe stay current with. But I, of all of them, I also don't know if, if the tie into metal has a, has a shelf life, but I, I can see the terrifics lasting more than the longer than the others. But that's, I yeah. say that as someone who isn't up to date on all the others. No, definitely co-sign that. Yeah. New challengers is it's kind of boring. The first issue okay. was, was was very boring. I don't read sideways. It's the one I, I just won't even touch it. Um, what else? Uh, damage is okay. It's not great. You know, so they, they seem to be based on um, too many parts of metal that I'm not familiar with. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Immortal Men is really good. I think that Matt, the Immortal Men and um, the Terrifics are the two that I could see. Brimstone started off great. It's not. It's not all that. I continue to very much enjoy the Silencer, but uh, apparently your mileage may vary. It, I think it's okay. I like it. I don't. I, don't, I just don't think it's great. The 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 pulp aspect of the Immortal Men that is what really keeps me coming back. I, and the art. I, I think even though it's not Jim Lee. I think um, what's his name? Um, ben, is it Ryan Benjamin? Yes. On yeah, our, yeah, I, th- yeah. I mean, th- he's close enough, 
and he has his own little stylistic flourishes that I mm-hmm. like. So yeah, and Ghost Fist, come on, and re- um, Reload is great. It's a, he's a great character. I think these characters are fun, but the Terrifics is top of the heap. Definitely, they're, they, they're, this well, that's new, for sure. Yeah, the New Age books. There's not a better one than Terrifics. And yet, that's probably not even in the top five books that Jeff is writing right now. That's that's yeah, that's what yeah. kind of street yeah. dude is on. Dude right. is on a tear. Yeah. Um. Damn, uh, we're wrapping this up quick. In your travels, I got a damn so many things I wanted to talk about. Um. All right. Well, don't let us push you. You can take as much time as you want. We just nah. I'm, I'm a quick hit. This. Uh, well, first of all, it's uh, it's that it's it's that time of the month. It's domino time. Woo-hoo. So in your travels, of course, I know it's sitting waiting for you guys to 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 finish as soon as we wrap up. Domino number four. Art continues to be by Mr. David Baldion, written by Gail Simone. Uh, love the book, man. They, they it just continues. To be, and and as I as I walked through a couple a month or two back, there was a very low bar to say that this is the best Domino comic ever because there haven't been that many, and most of them were terrible. Um, but it definitely is. It, it is. Um, I I love the the sidekicks. I, I love Crazy Inez. I love Diamondback. Um, we continue to dive deeper into what connection the villain of Topaz and her male counterpart, who we learn a lot more about in this issue, uh, including his, his evil, evil name, but I'll, I'll, I'll not say it because I want people to read it, but we learn all about them and their connection to Nina. And, uh, it goes back to childhood and it's, it's a yin yang thing. The, 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 the male antagonist is essentially, uh, remember that movie Twins with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito? Yes. Where Schwarzenegger was the – they basically cloned they, – they took twins, but they took all the positive traits and gave them the one and all the negative traits. So it was like the have and the have not. Well, that's kind of what's going on here. Um, Nina, who was lucky and things always go well for her, there is a, a male who is her – She is she, who is her unlucky counterpart. That's cool. So for as much as her life has gone well, his life has gone terribly. And uh, and and he and Topaz, who is his love interest, um, are basically trying to totally ruin Nina's life because that makes him successful and strong for the first time in his life. So super cool. Uh, it, it, it's just it, it has the right mix of humor and action. Uh, in this issue, a lot of it focuses on uh, because Topaz can take away Nina's luck. She goes to find Shang-Chi to help learn how to focus better. And um, there's there's funny bits there. She she comes out for practice in a a, a like the, the 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 outfit he used to wear, you know, back in the day. Like oh, before. nice. And, yeah. and he's all like he's all like, what is this nonsense? Get, get, get he's like that. He's like, get that outfit off. He's put something on that, that, that you can actually work out in. And she's like, oh, I, I she's like, I. Mental note: I, you know, I, I, she ordered it from basically like a Fredericks of Hollywood catalog. <laughs> so, so she's <laughs> she's she's dying to to bang, bang the Shang, uh, you know. Nice. But he's 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 like, listen, I'm your I'm your I'm your master, you know. I'm, I'm training you, but she's not about it. She's like, we could do both. 
She's like, you know, so so she's on it. She's on it like a bonnet. Been and, around. Uh, yeah, she's getting around. She's taking care of business. But uh, no, it's I, I'm loving. I'm loving the book, and I think Balian is. It, it it hurts my heart that he's digital. It hurts my heart because these <laughs> these pages would be on their way en route to my house right now. Um, but but that that's a lot of fun. A book that I read while I was gone that uh, is now quite a few years old. I guess um, I I read the complete Luther Strode hardcover, which nice. collects all three Luther Strode miniseries, which were written by uh, uh, Justin that's Jordan. Cool. Uh, with art by Trad Moore, it collects the one through six of the strange talent of Luther Strode, uh, the legend of Luther Strode one through six, and the legacy of Luther Strode. Uh, this is perfect for in your travels because in eighteen issues you're getting basically the same thing. It is a pure love letter to um, just an id-based action beat him up movie. Like it's, it's, it's skinny dude manifests into a giant oversized muscular killing machine and then goes about beating the shit out of everybody that's ever wronged them. Um, there's not much more to it. There's no second layer of depth or underlying message. This is them having dude go on a rampage for 18, 18 issues. Um, so it's what I would say. It's a book that if you're in the mood for that kind of thing, you can read all. You can read the hardcover in one sitting, very fast, and it'll feel like a, uh, you know, a, one of those hyper John Woo style action flicks. Um, but make sure you're in the mood for it, because because again, there's not there, that is what it is. There, there's no there's no other. You're either into that that idea of a of a of a schlock action film or you're not. Um, but but I was in the mood, and it was highly entertaining, and I can I can see why that book launched trad into the status he's currently sits, which is that in spite of not doing a lot of uh, interior work over the years, he's not that prolific. He commands the respect and adoration of his peers in a way that, uh, that few do. And I, I can understand that now after seeing what he put down on the page. Um, Dap, where are you in uh, Luke Cage season two? You guys done? Um, no, 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 no. no. Okay. We, uh, I think, not quite halfway. Okay. Um, yeah, not quite. Yeah, I think we're up to like issue five or six. All I want to say about it, because it's an in your travels, is I, uh, I think it is without question to me, at least speaking personally, it is the best Marvel Netflix series in years. Um, I thought it was great. I, I loved it. I, um. Like all of these Netflix Marvel series, it's probably an episode or two too long in the middle. Um, but un- unlike most of them recently, it, it it doesn't suffer for it to the point where it, it messes the enjoyment of the whole series up. Um, yeah, I just thought they got all the characters right, hit all the right notes. Danny Rand's even cool in this in this show, like somehow, which they even which is an accomplishment because he he certainly wasn't cool in the first two seasons that he was on uh, with the Defenders and uh, Iron Fist. So, yeah, highly, highly recommend Luke Cage Season 2 if you've been, uh, like many people, seemingly turned off by what, uh, what's what been going on at Netflix lately, the Marvel stuff. Um, and then, last but not least, I gotta throw a shout-out to uh, Rumble Volume 4, 
which is interesting because you hear volume four and you think, well, would I haven't read volumes one through three yet? Well, first of all, shame on you for that. But second of all, you don't need to. It's it's volume four technically, and that's what they label it as. But really, it's a relaunch. Um, for some reason, writer John Arcudi and and original artist James Heron. I don't know if you want to say that a parting of the ways or a falling out or what have you. I don't know the, the backstory. I, I feel I sense that there was some kind of drama there. Although I, that could be totally talking out of my ass for all I know. But the point being, Heron's off the book, I think, forever. And uh, my man, my dog, David Rubin, has taken over. And as a result of that, although it is volume four and is technically a continuation of what we got in the first three volumes... Arcudi does an excellent job of of giving readers a recap to catch you back up, or in my case, to just remind you, because it had been a while, of what had happened before. So you could pick this up as just your first experience with Rumble, and you're totally fine. Or if, like us, you've read the other parts of Rumble, it's equally satisfying because it does continue from what we've already seen. But I thought Rubin was in his groove here, and um, all i got to say is, is Rathrak is is. Bigger and better than ever. And I'll leave it at that. So, in your travels, watch Luke Cage. Keep reading Domino. Pull out the Luther Strode issues or, or hardcover if you, ha- if you have it on your shelf. And read Rumble. Wow. That's a lot of orders. Man, listen, I've been off for a couple weeks. I need, I need to get some stuff off, off my list here. Stuff off my chest. The peeps can handle it. Mm-hmm. They can. They can. Most of those are good suggestions. Speaking of peeps, um, the uh, post post heroes uh, things got away from. I'll say us, but mostly me. Uh, then vacations happened, and 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 the shit went down. We had holidays. New puppies showed up. So the book of the month was late. We are finalizing the list. It should be up. The list will be up this weekend. Um, we might do an accelerated vote over a couple of days, uh, so this way everybody has a chance to at least obtain whatever wins and and can maybe read it along with us, or by the time we review it at the end of the month, whatever it may be. So um, we're aware it's late. We're working on it, and hopefully the ship will be righted um, in time for August. And speaking of patrons and what they can do uh, for those of you and two, sorry, two shout outs uh, this time around. We have uh, Jacob Kendall and J A F R 86. Um, new members of the $10 tier, but the um, for any patrons, who are at the $20 tier, they have access to the dedicated Slack channel, which is uh, bumping and grinded with a bunch of dudes. So um, if you want to take part in that, you know what to do. And lastly, as far as promos go, until the 19th, um, 19th, July 19th at 5 p.m. Central, time if you use the code free ship 718 no spaces f-r-e-e-s-h-i-p 718 um you'll get free shipping 
on any orders that have a minimum of at least have a minimum of $45. Nice. And that's it for the promos. Cool. I think I'm going to make the, the, um, Slack channel, my only channel, because I don't like bouncing between two of them. So I'm just going to make the, the Patreon Slack thing my main thing. How's that sound? Mm. Not good? I mean, we talk about a lot of... I know. We'll see. Mm. <laughs> We're going to have to have a conversation about this. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, well... Just, just kidding. It's just no way we can do that. Wow, there's a lot of shit going on in this thing, isn't there? Well, wow. there's a lot of excited because new members. It's crazy. A lot of activity. I like it. I like it. All right. Any other business to attend to before we move on? No? Not for me. Come to our Facebook page. 11 o'clock comics uh, we're on the twitter a lot and uh we implore you to check out our patreon digs patreon.com forward slash one one o c o m i c s look yes. and uh just let it all wash over you there you Be go amazed. yeah in the meantime go read some comics hug a loved one and say good night David. Oh. Good night. David. I think that was close. That was close. I think so. There you go. Well, we're out of here, people. We love you. Hot drinks, cold drinks, whatever you want to drink next week, just come back. We'll have a waiting for you because we love you so much. And just get back here. And we're done. We're out of here. Yes, sir. Later. Bye. Bye. Out, y'all.